Welcome back to episode 6 of the Completely Pointly Podcast. My name is Jeremy, and today I am joined by... Nick. Brandon. So today we're going to start out with... Take it a little slow, take it a little easy. We're going to start out with some talk about the Devil's Lettuce. Hell yeah, the Devil's Lettuce, dude. Devil's Lettuce, and why (laughs) uh, it should be given to infants. Sheesh, we're trying to get now. baby lit over here, dude. <laughs> <laughs> now we were we were well, talking about uh, Delta Eight because it's. Do you guys know how it differs from? <laughs> I actually know quite like, a bit about it. All right, enlighten me because I don't know. So regular THC because Delta Eight is THC. People get that confused a lot. They think it's CBD, but it's not. Delta Eight is THC, but it's a about vaguely roughly like half as strong you know as a as a vague kind of thing um so i guess i I really don't know the legal uh side of that and how it makes it legal but it's basically legal weed but half strength so um the regular is delta nine if i haven't said that already yeah yeah that's just the basic Basic devil's yeah, lettuce. <laughs> I think they have Delta 8, 9, and 10. And 10 is very similar to 8, from what I understand. Um, and 9 is what you would get normally in like regular, like in uh, uh, states that have legal marijuana. Uh, legal um, just an FYI, we do live in the U.S., in Texas specifically, where... Regular weed is illegal, but Delta Eight is completely legal, and you can buy it at pretty much any vape or smoke shop. Yeah, so as well as it. Do you know why that? Because I think it's it's something about like no fucking clue. Well, I think it so has something to do with it. It classifies it as a hemp product, as long as there's not a specific amount of Delta Nine in it. So like if you, yeah, if, you right. if it's like less well, than a certain amount of delta 9 it's a hemp product which is legalized in most states. I think that might be it, right? Um cuz delta 9 is a schedule 1 which makes zero sense to me as <laughs> I'm sure everyone else is confused on that. But um, it's in the name Devil's Lettuce. <laughs> it's just really funny to me uh I I mean I I have usually on me not like on my person but at home a Delta Eight vape pen. I mean yeah I know I have one and Brandon you just purchased one today you uh, I just bought one criminal. tonight. But you haven't right tried now. it yet, right? Uh, not really. Okay, because like I say, it's about half strength, so it takes a little more. But the pens, yeah. the little vape pens, do they do? Slap. See, I was going to say Ooh. the exact opposite of of my experience with it. The the pens themselves, uh, never really had much effect. I, I I found the like the gummies or any of the edible forms to have just be a little. I mean, they're definitely more potent. So I guess I just need the extra kick because I'm fat. <laughs> <laughs> well, like it's definitely. I mean, you know, it's like you're saying. Uh, I've heard it called diet weed. Um, which it kind of is, but it's also, it's still freaking great. And I love it because it helps me sleep and it helps me not be just a giant ball of stress all the time. Oh yeah, dude. It helps me chill out a lot. Like if I have a stressful day at work, I can just come home, 
hit the hit the delta eight pin and just like chill out maybe drink a beer or two it's like really nice and like i said from the last one i mean i went to colorado and had a bender of just a week straight basically being high constantly so i mean and i've noticed zero ill ill um effects from it yeah i i, don't... I am I'm just as stupid <laughs> as I was before right. I went. I can't really damage this anymore. <laughs> yeah. I I still don't I've never really understood why there's such a fear of of marijuana. Cuz like no if idea. you if you talk to anyone that considers themselves a good person, aka, you know, religious people, uh, they're like, yeah, no, that t- t- the weed is bad for you. It'll kill you. I'm like, no, <laughs> not it really. Totally won't. You literally can't overdose from weed unless you. I mean, the amount it would take, you can't even consume. Like, if you're an average human, I mean, even if you're some crazy person who can, I, I mean, you'd get so high that eventually you would just pass out. Like, you can't. You physically cannot overdose on it what what are your thoughts on it brandon as far as the delta eight thing is it kind of like how how do you feel about it well i mean i've only done like regular weed like twice okay but i did like the way i felt and we had talked i mean it was off mic but we had talked about delta eight and i was like hmm i should try that because like I can't get the regular stuff over here, yeah. but I can get yeah, but I can go get a Delta Eight, and I've got the box sitting here, and this disposable it's less than point three percent THC. Yeah, yeah, which is what so I'm I was assuming. Saying. I think that's what cl- makes it classified as a hemp product and not a a drug. And just to specify, whenever they do say less than 0.0 or 0.3% or point whatever it is, uh, THC, they're talking about Delta 9. Yeah. Yeah. I, I kind of figured that once I knew what, like, what y'all were talking about. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, so, I mean, I just figured I would try it. So it's like, it's a decent feeling. I don't drink too much. I don't do really anything in excess so if i can hit this a few times and feel decent i'm i might as well yeah honestly that's that's kind of how i feel about it you know it's like everything in moderation yeah but it's just it's always been so weird to me that like people consider like having a few drinks every night yeah that's fine but having you know just taking a hit or two off of a of of Delta eight or Delta nine pen, like no, that's terrible. You're a bad human being. Whereas I feel like it's just so much nicer than than being drunk all the time. For sure, I think it's a great alternative. I mean, of course, like we talked about in the uh, last podcast, there's really no way to like do a breathalyzer or anything right now. Yeah, which I believe they're developing anyways. But I mean, you can still buy it. Like you can still get Delta eight and get high. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, even though weed is illegal, you can still get Delta Eight and still get high. So, really, in my opinion, there's not really much of a point in having uh, weed be illegal and a Schedule One primarily. Um, <clears throat> whenever you still, whenever you have Delta Eight freely available, because you can get just as high off of Delta Eight as you can regular Delta Nine. 
it just takes quite a bit more of it. So whether that's through combustible plant matter via a pipe bong or blunt joint, whatever you want to do, because you can buy the actual plant Delta 8, like THC, so you can actually smoke it. Have y'all tried the actual flower? I have. I have, and it's ass. It does Uh, absolutely nothing. That's what I was about to say. You have to, like, you have to tear through a whole bowl, yeah, basically, it, to feel even like the slightest thing. Maybe for it me, was, my it tolerance was just the hard. just the pack I got, but it smelled horrendous. Yeah, it no, it's, it's so like bad. Shit. Yeah, it was maybe, not good. Basically, Delta Eight is what our parents would have smoked back in their day, essentially, right. it, it, like regular oh. weed. So it's about that strength, uh, uh, as far as the plant goes. Right, we got that high engineered strong stuff now <laughs> oh dude yeah weed now is fucking crazy a whole lot hell of a lot stronger than it used to be oh man they've come a long way with it yeah but is- i feel like and maybe i'm just i've been influenced by all the all the media but i feel like it was more popular back in like the 70s right isn't that like the whole thing is that like in the 70s, all them hippies smoking yeah. the weeds See, that's what I think a lot of the whole political debate on it is. It's just a stigma from their days, right? I mean, a lot of these people who are really against it have never tried it and would never try it because of, you know, religion or family upbringing or there's there's so many reasons. Yeah, they've, they've made a stigma that now reinforces the stigma so that none of them do it so they can't disprove the stigma. In my opinion, it weed being illegal is very un-American. I mean, this is the land of the free. But if you look, if you thoroughly look at it, I mean, Amsterdam is probably one of the most free places as far as like because they have what legal prostitution, legal weed, legal. I mean, you can do most everything there. Yeah. So, it's it's in my opinion very un-American. You aren't free to yeah. do as you please, and I'm libertarian personally, so. I like for as long as you're not hurting anybody physically or emotionally or in any so I mean emotionally is kind of a, one of those touch and go kind of things because like you shouldn't you know you should be able to get your feelings hurt but physically mainly if you're not hurting anybody physically I don't think there's a problem yeah well like you should be able to get your feelings hurt but you should also be able to like hey those people don't think what I think I'm gonna go to the other side of the room um, yeah just don't know, talk to them or be like or agree to disagree you know. Yeah, well, that's like a big, a big problem with a lot of people I talk with, at least, is that they just don't, they don't want to have the possibility of being convinced, so they just refuse to listen to anything you say. Right. It's kind of one of those things you're so stuck in your ways you can't even like perceive a different opinion yeah. or hear one. Yeah, well, Brandon, just... you came from a pretty. I mean, we, you and me both. All, all three of us came from a very conservative. Uh, from came, all three of us came from very conservative families. If mm-hmm. I can talk. <laughs> <laughs> so the fact that all three of us now, you know, are pro marijuana. I think the age of, you know, anti marijuana is is going. I, I think people are starting to realize that through smoking it and using it and. Here and there, it's not a gateway drug. It's not a problem. It's not something you can get addicted to. Really, it's way healthier for you to ingest THC via edibles than it is to drink. Yeah, or smoke cigarettes. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, there's a ton of things that people do. I mean, I I know a lot of people who do whippets and shit like that, and it's like 
Whippets are fucked off. Yeah, they dude, are. whippets will fuck you up. It just it straight up kills brain cells. <laughs> yeah. Right. Well, I also like actively. You go ahead, Brain. Mine, mine's kind of. Oh, yeah, I was just kind of reinforcing that it actively kills brain cells. Like as you were doing it, brain cells are dying. Oh yeah. But you know, brain cells die all the time. You don't need them all. Yeah, How but like <laughs> extra ones. <laughs> How do y'all feel about uh, marijuana being like a schedule one drug? I'm really curious about that. Yeah, that's well, that's where I was about to go with it is I, yeah. I know some people that all they really wanted to do, they want to just smoke some weed, you know, relax. But then they they had to go find their shady drug dealer on the side of the street that would give them some weed. And they're like, well, you know, since I'm now doing this illicit hard drug of weed, I'll just try some cocaine. <laughs> so <laughs> like, yeah. like it, it's since you're like making it, you're clumping it in with all these other really hard, really bad drugs for you. It it puts it on the same level. So then those people that go in knowing that weed's not that bad for you, they go in thinking, well, if weed's not that bad for you, all these other drugs must also not be that bad for you. And so it it's like, I think that's what kind of facilitates the gateway drug mentality of it. Is it's not that it's a gateway drug; it's that it's putting you into contact with people that do these other drugs. So I guess I mean I guess I'm kind of just describing a gateway drug. Well, but it, it <laughs> just to, just to touch on that topic for a second because I haven't I've, you know thought popped up. Um, it being a schedule drug, one drug and being illegal will make you have to interact with drug dealers to ob- obtain it. Yeah. If it was legal, like in Colorado, I went to a store where there were employees there. I mean, it's a it's a business, you know. You get it legitimately. You don't have to deal with shady characters. You know that try to offer you other things, and they're very like on it, dude. Like whenever they checked at my ID, they were like they looked at my face, looked at the ID, did like a double take. Pretty or intense, but it's really like you know. Sure. It being illegal to touch on it being a gateway drug in that respect, you have to interact with these shady characters who do do other drugs and sell other drugs to get it. So you're yeah. you're being put in that situation where you have to be around those character people, and a lot of people don't have the you know fortitude to be like, oh well, you know, if you go to buy weed and the dude's like, oh, hey, you want some coke or you want to you know take a bump real quick? Yeah, you, they're you like, know, oh well, don't have... you know, might as well, right? Yeah, well, people are like, we're buying weed, and dude's offering me a bump, dude. Hell yeah, let's do it. <laughs> Preface, I've never done any hard drugs. Just so <laughs> you'll know. Are you sure, though? Yeah, positive. Drug dealers aren't going to lace anything, any any weed with anything, because they're not going to give you free product. The fact that people are worried about getting laced weed, the only time that happens is at parties, whenever people bring their own shit. So... I, I I don't I wouldn't worry about like that's not something that happens. Drug dealers aren't going to give you free drugs. That doesn't yeah. happen. And they will they will tell you if it's in there and they'll charge you extra. <laughs> they'll give you free drugs to get you fucking hooked, and then you buy more. I mean, do they though? True, I mean, true. that could happen. I could, I've never bought. I mean, this is all drugs. theoretical. I mean, I, I don't know exactly. But so. I feel like if I was selling drugs. I would be like, if someone took the time to find me selling drugs, I don't need to get them hooked. They're already here. They took the time. They know they broke some laws. So at this point, they're already in it. So why would they not just commit and get some of them that good booger sugar? 
True. I mean, it just depends on the kind of person you are, I guess. So, yeah. I, mean, I don't know. I just, you know. it's, it's definitely, it's like one of those arguments you make with kids a lot. Um, where if you ever try to tell them not to do something, they're going to do it. So you making it illegal and hard to find is just going to make them try harder to get it. Yeah, like true. even with uh, like alcohol and stuff, you know, they limit, they quote unquote limit that to 21 years old, um, at least, you know, here. But that never, that never works. <laughs> Everyone I know drank before the age of 21. So to kind of move off the topic of, uh, of drugs and marijuana real quick, um, did y'all hear or see, I, or I just saw this today uh, after I came home on um, Russell Brand's YouTube channel. He was uh, talking about how it came out that Trump actually was spied on by the Clinton administration. Oh, really? The Clinton, like Clinton, um, like Hillary Clinton's um, election team or whatever. One of her old lawyers from like a case in like 2016 or something worked with some other dude in his company and they they were like using their, I guess, ability to access this certain, these certain, you know, uh, servers and such to uh, to spy on Trump. Yeah. So the whole time he was saying I'm being spied on, he was, you know, he's telling the truth, which. My opinion leads to a bigger problem. I'm not a big, I'm not a Trump supporter at all. Like I, I thought he did a lot of things wrong. He did a, he did some things good, but a lot of things wrong. Yeah, mostly just and every. Uh, every president's been kind of trash. Well, I every mean, politician has been kind of trash. Yeah, no, they definitely have. Um, because they're just a figurehead. They're just a celebrity at this point, you know. Like, nah, dude, all they they they're just there to keep themselves there for as long as they possibly can. Because, I mean, even after you're done being the president, they still get paid. Yeah, and yeah. like why? Uh, yeah, I don't know. Well, but it, it's so like yeah, he was, if he was being spied on, but who isn't being spied on? <laughs> you know, like I don't know. The thing is, is, they were like they they had like access to the White House's phones and shit, and Trump's uh, I think Trump Tower. They had access to his servers there and his phones and shit there, and his emails and stuff. They yeah, could watch could what be. he like browsed on the internet. So I'm sitting here thinking like. How much more of this kind of corruption goes on on a higher level that they're working harder to hide? Right? Because if this kind of stuff gets found out, you know, spying on people is one of those things where it's not like it's bad. It's totally bad. But there are way worse things, I believe, going on in these big political parties and such and and just in Congress and Senate and all the whole political spectrum entirely. Yeah, I don't know. It's. To me, it's just everyone gets spied on. Everything you do on your phone, on the computer, this podcast right now is all being listened to by someone. Uh, oh, I'm <laughs> that sure. someone but may just, be a computer, but... The difference is, though, we're just like regular dudes, right? I mean, we all, yeah. all three of us work regular nine-to-five jobs. We, we don't make six figures. You know, we're not crazy. We're just average Joes. But the fact that this is happening on such a uh, on uh, with such powerful people spying on people really isn't that hard and it's been being done it's it, it's been a thing that's been happening for a long time so what other kind of stuff is going on behind the scenes that we aren't aware of that they're that, that a lot of people aren't aware of but only these set politicians you know these these big powerful people what about like the the one percent who are super wealthy what are they doing you know it's kind of yeah. kind of one of those the, the, i want the juicy details to <laughs> Well, 
I mean, but also there there could be an argument made of shouldn't their actions be watched? I mean, he's responsible for millions of lives. And... Well, they did it so they could find dirt on him. That was the whole reason. Yeah, I guess that's fair. Which, well, but you also have I mean, that report that came out like a couple di- couple days or weeks ago about um like people in the White House reporting that Trump was like ripping up documents and flushing documents and one even said he tried to eat one at one point to like keep it from <laughs> like getting like signed into the archives which is something that he's contract contracted contracted to do obligated to do contractually obligated yeah and so, like, I don't know. I, I think it, I th- no one should have their privacy, you know, marked on, but everyone does. <laughs> yeah, I mean, privacy for me is kind of one of those things. It's like, eh, I mean, nobody really has privacy since the uh, Patriot Act. I mean, that was that was the end of privacy entirely. Yeah. So anything that you do or or say or that's it's one of those things. Um, I mean, but being the just the figurehead of an entire country, wouldn't you watch that guy? For sure, like, for sure, right? Like they're being watched. But I mean, wouldn't you still want to have a person? Oh well, actually, I don't know. Man. How about that's one of the ca- caveats yeah. to being the president? Every single thing you do, say and watch is monitored i mean that kind of should be (laughs) like new tv series new reality series is the president the president oh god (laughs) well you got to be careful though because i mean there's a lot of confidential information they view and deal with that shouldn't be just available to the public eye right yeah but i would i would release it as the president but then it's just like a 24 stream of somebody that looks kind of like him sitting on a toilet. (laughs) (laughs) Taking the fattest shit of their life. Like it's one of those, you have to use the like grab bars. (laughs) (laughs) Shit's explosive. Yeah. I don't know. I, I always, I kind of think people should realize that once you, once you attempt to take any step into the public space, uh, that could be being the president, or that could be starting a podcast you're putting up on the internet. Uh, you have to realize that you forfeit a lot of your privacy, and in some cases, rights, just to do that. Yeah, I, I agree. Uh, it, right? Like, Because if you're going to be in that position of power, I mean, you should have to... Like go, so it's like uh, Congress and or Senate members or whatever they're trying to get to where they can't um, invest in stocks. They can't. They can't utilize yeah. the stock market because I've seen a lot of things with Pelosi and uh, and you know other Pelosi's just the main one that I've seen. Yeah, they're just dumping. And her right. husband. Well, there was a some company I forget. They just they just signed a new military contract with the government or a new government contract. Um, and right as they did that, or right after, right before, like within days, uh, Pelosi and her husband or whoever, a bunch of political figures had invested into that company right yeah. after or before they got a government tra- contract. Yeah. If that like, is an insider trading, I don't know what is. Right. Like they knew what was happening. Yeah, they're not idiots. Obviously, they're not idiots. 
yeah. what I mean. Because those things. Yeah, because it, it definitely should be. It's never going to be, but it should be. Um, you know, once you've dedicated your life to public service, aka being any kind of government official, uh, you just you kind of have to sacrifice being any kind of rich, right? <laughs> like, like you should just be like, okay, I've got a, I'm working for the betterment of my country, not for money. Yeah, and that's where I think the corruption comes from—is money and power, right? So. I guess uh, I, I I really strongly believe in term limits. I think every single person in any kind of political position should have a term limit. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Right, and no, and there should be a, a minimum amount of times that you can be elected as well. That way, we can't have just these people who continuously get reelected and reelected and reelected, and they just are are in there their whole lives. Yeah, and that's totally what we do with the president. Why? Why the fuck is it any different? Right, because anybody isn't it like the judge or like Supreme Court judges that uh, for are life for life. Yep. But they're also, you know, they're all like eighty, so you know, life is still only like eight years. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, but they're just all boomers. <laughs> Go ahead, Brandon. And everybody's like, oh no, they they hire plenty of young people. Uh, look at the average age of the U.S. fucking Senate. Yeah, it's old. Do you know a ballpark of what that sorry, figure is? The House of Representatives. No. <laughs> Which one is... Congress? The Senate. Congress. Do you know... I am the government? Senate. <laughs> <laughs> mm, clearly I don't. Well, so that's um, like one of... One of the things... Or, well, where, finish what you were saying, Brent. <laughs> um, no, but... They're kind of close. But the... Average age of, I think it's the Senate, is like 63 or 64. Yeah, it's old. Good lord. I, so I know all of this because I helped my girl write, uh, she was taking a government class. Nice. I helped her with one of her papers. Learning. <laughs> but, uh, it's the majority of it is like you got a bunch like a few really old people and then a bunch of like 50 to 70 and then like four people under 40 yeah well so one thing i've never really understood um i why is it so old? Like, why are they all so old, right? Like, shouldn't shouldn't it be the majority of the population is what they're representing? So, I mean, the majority of the population is young people, or youngish people, because, you know, all them old people are dying. So yeah. shouldn't it be... Shouldn't it be full of young people? <laughs> yeah, it really should, but the reason that a lot of young people can't get in is because these old farts won't move out. It's kind of like if you're working at a job... And you have someone over you, and the only way you can move up is until they either move up or find another job or get fired. Yeah, it's the same. It's basically the same thing, which is yeah. really annoying. Oh, it, it's terrible. Oh yeah. But the like, the crazy thing about it is, they have no term limit at all. Right. Yeah. They can run from. 
the time they I think Senate is like minimum age of twenty eight or thirty something. Um but then you can if you get reelected, you can stay there from that first day till you die. Yeah. Yeah. You just gotta get reelected. So on that and point pe- Go ahead, Brandon. And people argue like, oh well it they'll get voted out or this or that, but there's people that have been on it for like their whole lives. 18 consecutive years. Yeah. Which well, means yeah, like, be... yeah, uh, two years here, two years there, but it's 18. Yeah. Like they just keep going. They're are you talking about, are you talking about terms or years? Like 18 terms or 18 years? Cause I know 18 years. Okay. And uh, did you know, so on that point of the age of, people in politics who run the country and such. Um, do you guys know what an air traffic or like what an air traffic controller is, right? Y'all, y'all know what that uh, is. Do control yeah. the airplanes? Yeah. Yeah. They, 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 they're air traffic controllers. They control the air traffic of planes coming into airports and going and, you know, flying above or whatever. Yeah. The maximum age you can be to be an air traffic controller is like 54, 53, or maybe even lower. Um, the reason for that, and I, I don't remember the minimum age. I don't, I don't know if there is a minimum age because you have to go through quite a bit to become an air traffic controller, mm-hmm. uh, like a test and all this such. I don't think you need a degree, but I think it helps. Um, but the minimum age or the maximum age for them, they have a maximum age for air traffic controllers. So once you reach a certain age as an air traffic controller, you have to retire or, yeah. or find another job. You cannot be an air traffic control uh, tr- controller anywhere else ever. In in the U.S. at least, I don't know what it is in other countries, but in the U.S. there's a maximum age for it. Okay. Why is that? Because yeah. be, and the reason for that is because your cognitive ability starts it it statistically and you know through information it, it starts to decline. Of course, yeah. why is that no different for politicians? Yeah. Why is why is there an exception made there? Because the people who are running the country have a lot more power than air traffic just air traffic controllers. Why is oh, yeah. that? A thing, it's yeah, ridiculous, and it's it's like because I see a lot of times you saw it all the time with Trump, you see it all the time with Biden. They just say some outrageous, stupid shit that I'm just oh, like, dude, who in their right mind would say this? Like it makes yeah. no sense. And you're supposed to be like the most responsible American, <laughs> and you're just saying some absolute garbage, like. Well, what frustrates me is like they're out of touch just from being politicians because they make so much money and don't have to deal with regular people problems. Yeah, that they're out of touch in that respect. And then they're so fucking old that they're out of touch with, you know, younger people like us or anyone around our age. It's just it makes zero sense to have them in power. The, 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 The power structure of America is so flawed and retarded. It makes zero sense to me. Yeah, it really does. I don't know. So. Just let the speaking, children rule. Speaking of old, and old people and old things, I was kind of wanting to get y'all's opinion on newer cars. Because I, I, my personal opinion is I prefer older things, like older cars, because, you know, my own reasons, which I'll get into later. But I was really curious what y'all think 
about uh, newer cars, just in general. Uh, Brandon, you're probably more opinionated on this than I am, so. Yeah. I would assume, yeah. I would assume Brandon has some pretty strong opinions about this one. Uh, yeah. My opinion, just to kind of sum it up, is I think any technological advancement is good technological advancement. Okay. I, I, I could I, I kinda wanna I kinda wanna dig into that a little bit. Yeah. Uh, but we'll we can I'll remember that and we can t- we can dig on that after we're done talking about the cars. Well, it's threatening. I'll remember <laughs> its intent was sharp <laughs> so brandon how do you feel about newer cars what are your what are your uh, opinions you can you can get as specific or as vague as you want okay so i'll go super vague first and then i'll get super opinionated but i'm ready bad 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 all right all right, now why do you, why you, do you have it. a bad opinion? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, but the vagueness of it, it could go either way. Are old cars bad or new cars bad? No, I'm just fucking with you. Um, yeah, there's there's a lot of points I can argue with this. Uh, I will start with the drastic difference in quality then versus quality a little bit ago versus quality today. So all of these companies are uh, they make the best car. Every single one of them. If you ask their in-house it's all a matter yeah. of opinion. In their advertisements and such, they're like every, every ad yeah. is like the ultimate ride, the Dude, ultimate screen. Just to touch on it real quick, advertisements wear me out. Oh my god, because <laughs> all it is is a company jerking themselves off for like two minutes, and I'm like, you didn't give me any useful information about your product at all, except you jerked yourself off for fifteen, like for three minutes, two minutes. Yeah, they're like, look at this car. Driving through a countryside. Oh, that's nice. I'll be stuck in traffic for three hours if I'm in that car. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, These car advertisements wear me out. Oh my god. Yeah, for sure. Chevy kicks my my ass. Oh my god, dude. Yeah, but the the TikToks about them make me laugh real hard. (laughs) Oh yeah. yeah, new Chevys are junk. Especially the uh, yeah, so quality like way back in the day. So we're saying like 30s, 40s, shit like that. Quality hey, they're getting the hang of it. So it's not going to be the best, right? Mm-hmm. And then you move into like the 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s a little bit but like golden era was 50s 60s 70s mm-hmm. that's whenever that was like pre-emissions everything was making dick loads of power drinking fuel running on dinosaur uh, melted up dinosaurs <laughs> oh yeah but just just in the sheer like 
construction of the vehicles. Yeah, they're built like brick shit houses. They are built. I mean, granted, they were built with the current technology. So they were all kind of shaped. I mean, they were all shaped differently, but if you look bare, bare guts, they all look kind of similar. There's some yeah, steel posts. Frame. Yeah. They sit on a long steel frame. So, but they were built well. Hence oh, yeah. why you see. I mean, of course, it's less and less because people are either redoing them to keep in the garage to drive on Sunday or people don't care about them. So they just get driven into the dirt and end up getting crushed. But the amount of like 50, 60, 70 cars were designed and built to look fantastic. Oh yeah, Arguably, dude, the I think they look fantastic. Exteriors. Oh yeah, dude, they just looked so much better than today's cars. As far as aesthetics go, man, we do not have it down. Oh in, no, like not today. at all. See, Granted, I, like I think a lot the, of this is based on your opinions as car people. I'm yeah, but I mean, dead. if you if you ask just about anybody, you show them like an old Mustang or an old Camaro or an old Corvette, and they're all going to be. Or, I mean, even like in like an old Impala, like Impalas today look like trash in comparison to what they used to look like. For sure. Like it just, the, the, the aesthetics department, they're just not as there's the, it's become corporate. Hmm. I would say they're just trying new stuff, but I mean, to be fair, I mean, cars well, sell for a reason. Back so. then, they were trying new stuff. Exactly. Or, they tried it then. It was new then. Now it's not new. And they got to try other stuff. I hate I think... you. <laughs> what? what? I, <laughs> I, I, I Because ha- I haven't even been arguing how they look. That's fair. I'm saying well, build quality. So then let's talk about the build quality because we kind of touched yeah. on it. Uh, was it last week, the week before? Like, yeah, they they were built very sturdy. But any car crash you had in those things, even if you're going 15 miles an hour, ended in a fatality most of the time because of the just sheer whiplash you got from it. So, like, cars today, you hit something mm-hmm. going 5 miles an hour, and they crumple because they're designed to crumple so that you don't crumple. Pro tip, though, don't crash. I mean yeah. that you know that's the <laughs> basic thing, yeah. Fucking <laughs> wall. Yeah, just don't, just don't really know each other. And I'm, so I'm not even really talking about technical design. I'm talking about just how they're built. Not yeah, yeah. that they were built to fucking run through eighteen brick walls or built to fucking crumple in a piece of paper. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about sheer build quality. The way panels fit, the way doors close, the way dashes go. They were arguably better back in the day for a normal person's car. They could also take way more abuse. I mean, if you look at modern cars today, I mean, just a mom and her three kids can ruin a new car. But back in the day, you would have to really womp on one and just 
not give a single solitary fuck about it to really <laughs> tear it up. Yeah. Engines, transmissions, everything back in the day used to run and last way longer. Yeah. Well, see, that, I, I think that also kind of starts to play into, like y'all are saying, um, every, it's there's more technology in them now, so they break more, right? Like, there's all mm-hmm. the sensors, there's all the mission checks, there's all this stuff. And, I mean, y'all are taking that as a bad thing, but I would I would argue that it's a good thing. Like, yeah, you know, there's the, the classic saying of the more moving parts there are, the more things can go wrong. So, yeah, yep. these new cars are going to break more often because they have more stuff in them. And while not all of it's perfect... It's all, for the most part, working towards trying to get a like completely efficient vehicle. Yeah, it's... Well, I mean, it depends, though, because, I mean, even in the... Uh, so, as an example, I mean, I, my buddy has a 91... Uh, I think it's a GMC... Sierra 2500 with a 6.2 liter diesel, uh, 480E, uh, you know, everything. It's it's a uh, three-quarter ton pickup. I have a 2001 uh, Chevy Silverado 2500 HD. Granted, it has an 8.1 liter uh, big block and an Allison transmission. And they're both work trucks, but that one gets like... 23 mpg on the highway a, a three-quarter ton pickup which diesels today get get you know really good gas mileage yeah but this is a naturally aspirated super simple you can fix it with a, a rubber band and a paper clip i mean the thing just doesn't stop these new diesels are so overly complicated with with everything they have in them and even with my big block uh gas motor it's super simple super bare bones you don't. You aren't gonna. You, it has very little emission systems. I think it has an EGR, two cats, and that's about Probably it. Probably doesn't as far even as have an EGR. I it, I don't know if it. I don't think it does. I don't, I, I'm not sure on that, but I'm I'm pretty sure it doesn't. I, I can honestly like ninety percent. It does not. Well, it's a. It's a. What is it? Um, it's right. It's like the middle point between OBD one and OBD two. It's like in between those. So it's missing some things to make it full OBD2. And uh makes it just way simpler. I, I really haven't had any issues with it since I bought it. And, yeah. Yeah, but and, I mean you were kinda you were arguing or complaining earlier, not complaining, but just stating that you know gasoline is very expensive. And it is. Thanks. Uh, uh, and surprising. even like a lot of cars, they're working, they're trying to work towards better fuel efficiency a lot now. Or at least it seems that way. Some people probably don't really give a shit. But uh, they're kind of working towards more fuel efficient, so then you wouldn't have to pay for gas. So, like, in that scenario, when they're attempting to, you know, theoretically save you money where you don't have to spend as much on gas. So then that would be a good thing, though, right? It is, but... In the money you save on gas, you're going to spend on repairing that vehicle. But I would also argue that... So, 
Like I'll Nick. say real quick, Nick. just to just oh, to get it ahead. out of the way. So Brandon, keep that thought. I just want to get yeah. it out of the way because it's in my head right now. <clears throat> my vehicle, uh, my truck, my old one Silverado, has had very minimal maintenance done to it through its whole life. Like I, uh, since I've owned it, which has only been seven or eight months, I think. I, I think it's eight now. Um, I, I, I pulled. I didn't know it had um, interior air filters. So mm-hmm. cabin air filters is what they're called. So all modern cars, all modern everything now has in uh, cabin air filters. My buddy's 99 uh, GMC 3500 doesn't. His 91 doesn't. Most older cars don't. I pulled those bastards out, dude. Oh my god, they were caked up with dirt. The cabin air filters, that is a very, very, very basic maintenance item. It's literally one screw. You pull off this little plastic cover thing on the bottom of the air box and pull out two air filters. It's super easy to do. Like, cost nothing. That wasn't done for the life of this vehicle. I guarantee it with how bad those things looked. And the and the the fucker still runs like a clock and makes so much power. Oh, I love it. And that's kind of what I get into about cars not not lasting as long and needing more maintenance now. Because in, in the eight months I've owned it, I've had to do very little to it as far as like having to. I did a full front suspension rebuild. Bushings, struts. I mean, I did new rear struts too, but I haven't touched the rear otherwise, except for the I changed the diff fluid and did a new gasket on the diff cover. But I've had to do. I've I, all in all, I got the truck. I traded in my Golf, my my 2014 Volkswagen Golf for it. I got five grand for the Golf, so I kind of lost my ass on that. I knew I was going to, but I didn't care because the Golf was costing me so much more money to maintain and own than my truck does cost me gas. Which may be because uh, it's probably a point because it's German. As a, as a as a word of advice to anybody out there, never buy a German daily driver. Oh my God! If you're going to, don't touch it. Do not touch it. Only take it to the dealership for any maintenance, because the money you're going to spend in like tools and parts is going to be the cost of taking it to the de- to the dealership to get work on. That's yeah. how expensive they are to own and like modify or maintain yeah i don't know i just like i like i said earlier i think all technological advancement is good but it's not always effective i want to argue with you on that so bad i'm gonna wait though what were what what was what were you gonna say brandon real quick because i know i interrupted Uh, you if you remember (laughs) yeah i do okay so so jeremy was arguing about fuel efficiency Mm -hmm. okay and just keep in mind, Nick drives a full-size pickup. Oh, it's, a, it's just to give uh, our listeners a, an idea of what I drive. It's an 01 Silverado 2500 HD. Um, so it's a three-quarter ton pickup. It's an extended cab long bed. Uh, it weighs about 5,600 pounds with a big block uh, Vortec 8100 Allison and a 14-bolt rear two-wheel drive. So it's, it's a hefty fucker. The thing's yeah. big too. It may it makes that ninety one twenty five hundred look like an S ten. It mm-hmm. lo- it makes it look absolutely tiny. It's hilarious how small old trucks are. So oh, go yeah. ahead, Brandon, just to throw that out there. So he drives that. How many miles to a gallon you get on average? Just commuting. <laughs> uh, 
I haven't done the actual calculations, so I don't know what my truck gets. But what most other trucks of the same spec get, the best I can get is 12 MPG. Okay. So I'll even go back to my old pickup, which was... Which a, also got like 12 MPG. <laughs> it is a 99 Ram 1500 with a 5.9 yeah. gas in it. Four-speed uh-huh. or uh, auto transmission, two-wheel drive. Just uh, real quick, how much power do you think it made? Like power, horsepower and torque, if you can remember. Because uh, uh, mine, makes, mine makes a, about 455 pound-feet of torque at like, I think, 3,200 RPM. Yeah. I think mine was like right close to 300 horse and either right under or right over 400 pounds of torque. I think mine's like 330 or 350 horsepower. Yeah. So but I'm getting, I'm out of my fucking 8.1 compared to your 5, 5.9. 5.9. Yeah. Yeah. We're getting similar fuel economy, but you know, <laughs> yeah. those Hemis, those Hemis really like to drink. Oh yeah. So at 99, whatever I got on average, just commuting 12 miles to the gallon, mm-hmm. uh, 12 and a half. Um, I got, on average, driving down the highway, twelve and a half. <laughs> it didn't matter how dr- how I drove that truck; it would get twelve and a half. Yep. Always. Okay. But let me throw this at you, Brandon. Nah, shut the I... fuck up. All right, let me finish and my then point. Let me disprove it. Okay, so on average, a truck of that generation would get twelve and a half miles to the gallon. Okay. Same thing for like a, a thing, just to throw it out there, just same, basically the same thing for a small block Chevy at the time. Yeah. They drank gas. Yeah. So fast forward 21 years. So actually 22 years. We'll go back to 21, 2021. An average truck with similar size motor to mine Similar size to mine, spec the same. Got an average of 16 miles to the gallon city, 18 miles to the gallon highway. So Jeremy's arguing that we're going for fuel efficiency, we're going for this. Cool. In cars, that's the case. In trucks, not at all. Because you're telling me over 21 years of innovation, we got four or shit, three and a half miles to the gallon improvement in the city and five and a half in on the highway. What's well, insane is 21 years of innovation. Right. That's your fair. truck. Just to, just to touch on it real quick. Your truck was a 99. Mine's an 01. Yes. Two years difference. Same thing with Sam's 3500 that he has. It's two year difference. The leaps and bounds that were made in those two years are insane. My 8.1 big block gets similar MPG to your 5.9 small block. Yeah. And in four years, we can't improve on like, – we can't make vast improvements. I understand it gets harder and harder to make improvements on that stuff, but I believe – because they're choking things down with emissions so badly that we can't actually harness because 
it, it, we can't actually harness true true really good fuel economy because if you look at it people are doing these hydrogen equipped trucks like where they'll make their own hydrogen like uh, um like tanks and batteries in the rear of their trucks or whatever to make them run 100% efficiently and they get amazing fuel economy it's because our it's because of planned obsolescence that vehicles don't have good true fuel economy nowadays. Because back in the, the fucking 80s and 90s, they had cars that were getting 40, 30 MPG. Why, why is that still the same? Why are, why are Toyota, who's the number one automotive manufacturer in the world, only able to squeeze out like 30 average uh, combined MPG from their four cylinders? Lobbying. Yeah. 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 It's, 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 a lot it's of all money. about... Because you can't make cars too efficient. Because if they get too efficient, you aren't making money on gas. That's why we need to trans transition to electrical vehicles. So yeah, but do you know how you charge electric vehicles? A I diesel mean, yes. Generator? But <laughs> once we, we move away from the, we definitely have. But once you move away from your having to drive down to the gas station to pick up your gas. Like it's 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 not going to make any difference really with emissions or anything. But once you get gas out of everybody's mind, ho hopefully it'll start cutting it back. Is my hope. There's no proof on it. But let me let me uh disprove your all of your facts right now, Brandon, with one simple phrase. Why do you need a truck? Don't drive a truck. <laughs> and I I'm going to be honest with y'all. I don't. Right I now, do. I drive a 2015 Volkswagen Jetta. I'm just gonna no say shame. It. I'm going to say because... it real quick. No shame. Gay. <laughs> <laughs> because, <laughs> yes, I was at a point that I did not require a truck, and I did not... I, I couldn't afford to keep a truck. Versus my base model 2015 Volkswagen Jetta that gets 20, uh, no, yeah, 29 miles to the gallon in the city and 35 gallons in the, on the highway because it was affordable and I didn't require a truck. So fuck you, Jeremy. Why do you drive a truck? Well, that's what I'm saying is like, I have because a truck. I did swap. I have a truck, and I shouldn't mm -hmm. have a truck. There's literally no reason for me to have a truck. Nicholas. No, you gotta there... come pick up my TVs. Well, that's... But even then, like, one of the arguments I hear a lot when it comes to electric vehicles is, you know, you can't take it on long road trips. It's like, then rent, rent a gas-powered car for that one trip you take every five years... And boom, problem solved. <laughs> like, you're spending, like, renting cars isn't that expensive if you only need it that one time when you go on a trip, like, even once a year. That's not that much. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, there's a certain kind of pride you get from driving. I mean, like, we went to Colorado recently, as I've stated plenty of times. I know I like to repeat myself. But we took Sam's 99. 3500 Sierra with the 6.2 liter um, Detroit diesel in it. Those things are known to be unreliable, known to explode, but there's that pride. We made it all the way there and back, <laughs> which is an immense amount of driving for something that old. 
which it has like 180 something thousand, probably 190 something thousand on it now. And the thing is, what, 22 years old now? Mm-hmm. It ran all the way there, transported us around in Colorado. We got all the way back, and the only thing that happened was the alternator like gave out. the The bearings in the alternator basically d- destroyed themselves, all of them. And it's because it was original. It took us 30 minutes to fix. Two of us walked to the O'Reilly's, got an alternator. They, while two of them pulled the old one off, and then we installed it. Off we went. It's, it's that. It's so cheap and easy to work on older vehicles that if you can find one that's not just beat to hell and back, you're, you're going to save so much money in maintenance because you can do it all yourself. It's really easy. And you can, and they're so old. You can find any information, any how-to videos on YouTube. It's honestly, I feel like it's a lot of people's complacence that say that that uh, stops them from saving money. Like if you if if you would just, if more people would actually work on their own vehicles, you, we would save so much money. Yeah, just labor alone is so expensive. I, I feel like we, we should attempt to move away from just mass transportation in general. Like I think we should – well, we, uh, I see what you're saying, right? You're saying move away from like having everybody have yeah, their own cars. Like especially here in Texas since everything's so spread out and you know everything's so big. If I'm going to the convenience store down the, down the street, I mean it's like a 10-minute walk if even. I'm going to take my car. There's no question about it. That's just what I'm going to do. Like, I, I feel like there should be... How far is it? I mean, dude, it's... Four blocks? <laughs> I'm gonna hit you with yeah. your own logic. I'm gonna hit you with your own logic. Go for all it, right? please Buy, do. Get a bicycle. I'm fat. Um, <laughs> you would be less fat! But that's what I'm saying, is... is It should be... You should walk, or you should take a bike, or do something other than drive there. Even, like, going to work, I feel like public transportation should be a bigger thing. Or cities should just be set up in a way that it's it's easier to walk than it is to drive. Because... You know, it's actually been statistically proven that people, uh, people uh, the rate of depression and mental issues increases the more urbanized the area you live in is. What do you mean by urbanized? Like living in a city, like if you live in downtown Dallas versus where I live out in, uh, you know, out in like I'm like north of Dallas, um, like 45 to to an hour minute, like 45 minutes to an hour away. Mm-hmm. So my area is not rural, but it's more rural than downtown Dallas, which I have a coworker who's moving down there. And I told him, I was like, I wouldn't do that because it's it's not good for people's mental health to live in areas like that because you're you're out of nature you're getting yourself away from what's natural essentially it's all becoming concrete jungle yeah and that has been proven statistically to be bad for mental health yeah well it's like when people say oh it's in my nature that's because people are supposed to be in nature <laughs> so and i it's see what so jeremy been proven that if given pretty scenery people will more likely walk the path. And yeah, but that's what I'm that's what right. I'm saying, Brandon, right. is cities should be designed with scenery and walkways and bike paths and all this stuff, but instead we build five lane interstate right. highways so that's that you stupid. can get there. Faster. Me, building a city with parks and all this stuff is 
inefficient technological advancement. But it can be. Highway <laughs> is technological advancement. Unless you cool. use technology to... Logic. Unless you could use technology to design better, like, systems, right? Like, faster walkways, uh, better bridges. You can compact cities so that they're taller, not wider. Like, you could do all this stuff so that they're better, and then you use your technology to put, you know, gardens and all these things so that they're greener. And it's just, it's, like Nick was saying, better for mental health. So now everybody's happier, and we all hate Ford. See, I'm, I kind of want to. I kind of want to touch on the technological advancement because you're all for technological advancement. All right? about it. Yeah. So the German. That's kind of a German-like thing, right? Uh, they were I'm all about you. trying to <laughs> not not Nazi Germany. You know, like I know, I know, just I know. Germany in general. Like German cars Modern are usually Germany. more complicated. Like if you look at cultures that are all about extreme like technological advancements, like that's what they really push for is like pushing the boundaries of what we can do. All of those, all of those cars are super unreliable. Mercedes, BMW, Volkswagen, all of these cars that really push for technological advancements don't sell. Toyota, who does the same thing for 15 years straight, like the Tacoma, sells like hotcakes. You know why? Because it never quits. Yeah. And I think I agree with that. We should be advancing technology. I totally agree. But I think what's more important <clears throat> is refining what we already have. But that is a form now, I wanna, of technological I know how you advancement. Feel. Well, in a way, right? to make it, you're refining to make it better, which is advancement. Right, but but I don't agree with like constantly trying new things, right? Constantly trying new things, constantly trying new things. I feel like it's a waste of resources, a waste of energy. I feel like we should advance a little bit, refine it to perfection, and or as close to you know within with you know because there's a law of diminishing returns, so you'll hit that. Yeah, but we should. Do technological advancements, then refine the hell out of it to where it's just unbreakable, unkillable, you know. Yeah, but you're saying like refining doesn't take resources, but I would say that refining is the process of technological advancement. And it does take resources and it does take manpower and it's something we should do. It is, but in today's day and age, if you look at modern cars, technological advancements like the switch to CVTs has been terrible. What I'm thinking is make it work properly and well before you implement it, right? Like there's R&D, of course, but Nissan is a great example. Their CVTs absolutely fucking suck. Like they are basically just grenades in a car. It, it it's honestly embarrassing. I would be embarrassed to be Nissan because of their CVTs. <laughs> they're, oh, yeah. No, they're notoriously that bad. Nissan tra- automatic transmissions in general are that bad, and automatic transmissions are not a new thing, and neither are CVTs. Uh, no, so, CVTs are old as shit. It's that's what I'm other, saying. Well, I mean, the like, new ones are complicated as fuck, but original CVT was two motherfucking police that move. Yeah, I'm saying, like, if I, I'm totally down with technological advancement, but really there hasn't been any crazy technological advancements in the automotive industry. It, I mean, turbos aren't old, or turbos aren't new. Nothing that they're really doing is new. Electric isn't new. I mean, technology, I, I understand what you're saying with technological advancements. You know, advancing on the current technology is also part of that, <clears throat> which they've done. 
but poorly. Yeah. Well, but how do you know it's poor? How do you know it's a bad design until you've tried it? R&D. You try it before that, you like release it to the public. You're just you're just saying all of these things that are technological advancement, but you're just putting them under different names. I I, I have a when I say technological advancement, I have a very like very broad scope of what I'm saying. Like okay. you know, when the cavemen rub two sticks together, that's technological I mean, <laughs> advancement. Like True, anything, yeah, yeah. You, if you took a cell phone and you were like. Huh, I wonder if this cell phone could be improved by sticking it in a microwave. Um, and then you try it, obviously it doesn't work, we know that now. But somebody had to try that, so that is technological advancement. Yeah, I, I, know, I see that. I'm just, say, I'm just saying we should be focusing on certain types of technological advancements more so than what we are currently or what is currently prioritized. I mean, yeah, definitely. I mean, we, we definitely put a lot of focus on the wrong things, but I, I still don't think... We're at the age, um, kind of like, you know, the Renaissance. They were just doing whatever the heck they could think of with art. You know, it was, you want to draw some naked dudes, draw some naked dudes. Uh, but I feel like we're kind of in a technological renaissance to be, you know, uh, up my own ass about it. And... So I, I I don't think there's any harm in just trying everything. Anything you can think of, anything you want to try, you should do it. That's an interesting point of view though. I mean, I agree to a certain extent. But I'm I guess I'm a little more conservative in my viewpoint cuz I am a very big fan of Toyota and what they do and have been very disappointed with the domestic manufacturers and what they've been doing. So what seems to work the best as far as auto, the automotive industry specifically, since that's what we've been discussing, is that just keeping things how they are and making small minor improvements to the way those little things work is is kind of a better practice than to constantly try new things. I, I do agree we should try new things, but kind of at a uh, more slowed down rate. Right, because like the German manufacturers are constantly trying new things and constantly pushing the boundaries, which is good in its own right. But as far as like for the consumer, I, I think it negatively impacts them. Unless you make a ton of money, then I mean, who cares? <laughs> yeah, so. kind of like all conversation, it kind of just boils down to a lot of this is just decided by money. Like, uh, oh, yeah. there yeah. are they. Uh, I do think there is part of it that they are attempting to. I think we have the technology to make like an extremely efficient car, like a car that could go for hundreds of miles on one tank of gas. Yeah, I mean, we can already made kind of one do that. that was uh, 283 miles to a gallon. Yeah, I think we absolutely have the technology to do that, but we don't because people, you know, all them big oil companies want all your want all your gas oh. money. So. I can give you the reason why that statement isn't 100% true. So the VW car, they got 300 whatever miles to the gallon. They made a hundred of them. Oh, I know what you're talking Immedi about. Yeah, those are cool. Immediately. Yeah, no, they're like from the early 2000s. Yeah, they're like 09 or 08 or something like that. Yeah, yeah. 07. So 
immediately upon announcement of they were making a hundred of them and they would be for sale worldwide. U.S. government banned the sale of that car in the U.S. Yep. Yeah. What was the, I think the reason was safety, right? Eh, it's always some car. We're protecting it, it the was children. Air, it was air quote safety. Yeah. Um. No. No, it was 100% fucking oil lobbyists. They're like, if the word gets out about this car and like people actually get their hands on it, the world's over for us. Because everybody's going to be driving cars that get three, four, five hundred miles to the gallon. They have to fill up six times in their entire oil change period. It's over. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, but that's that's kind of my my argument with, um, like electrical vehicles, right? Like if we, I mean, I know they do the same thing with electrical companies. You know, they only you if you live in this certain area, you have to use this specific electrical company, and they'll charge you out your ass because they're the only one they can use. Uh. But if we trend, if we just narrow it down, right, to fewer types of power output, so instead of having gas and electric, we just have electric. It we can we can start to like narrow it down, whittle it down to get all the prices down. Whereas when we're relying on both of them, then they can just kind of like they could just like continue jacking up the prices on both, and it's harder to manage both sides. Because now you have them both fighting against each other. So they're like, you think we're bad? Go check out Suddenlink and you know how bad they are with all their all their you know premium packages. And then Suddenlink, hey like, well, go check out Suddenlink. It's lit. And you know what I find really interesting? Gigs with Suddenlink. Yeah, I find it really interesting that we're not getting more pushback from the gas and oil industry with electric cars. And I think the reason why is because they make more money on the production of like the the gathering of resources and the actual manufacturing of those vehicles than they do actually actual gas vehicles. Because the way you have to harvest precious metals and such to make electric cars is through strip mining. And that takes way more oil and gas and diesel to do than cars in general, like all production vehicles. With the freighters and everything like that, and the, the, the massive uh, dump trucks and mining equipment. Yeah. So I'm what kind of curious when we how we make those electric. <laughs> wow, well, a long way away. Yeah, it is. <clears throat> I think so. It'd be really interesting. Now that would be a cool future if everything was electric, because I yeah. think like if you could just have all everything running off of uh, renewable resources, but I don't think it's exactly possible. I think I think it's possible. It, it may point. not be possible, yeah, like right now with the technology we have, but it I think it's it will be the future, which is why I think we should attempt to push towards it. I'm kind of curious though cuz I'm, I'm I mean what if it can't be done? Right? Uh, like in theory, can, what if we try can. the electric thing, we try the renewable resources t- thing? And we find out that it's actually more harmful to the earth to do that than it is to, which I mean, I'm not saying that's exactly what's going to happen, just theoretically. I mean, what if that's what happens? We get to that point where we're like, oh shit, this wasn't the right move. 
Well, then we transition into nuclear power and go full Fallout. Oh, that's something cool. Did y'all see that uh, like plasma laser thing that they fired off that created more energy than it used to fire? Oh. So we're getting very... I was like one step closer to actually having nuclear fusion-like energy. Oh, yeah. So we're, we're actually nearing up on that. To, to So we may have... We may, in theory, have a Fallout-esque like world yeah, where we're, everything nuclear is nuclear. Yeah, that'd be sick, dude. I'd well, totally so, drive a nuclear car. <laughs> I, well, now I kind of want to hear you guys' opinion on nuclear energy. I mean, I don't, I don't know a whole lot about it, but from what I do know, I think it's the next next step of technological advancement. I feel like this is a great one for Brandon. Brandon's usually the the knower of things. I don't Which, actually know a super a whole lot about nuclear. <laughs> Disappointment, um, you've let me down. Isn't Russia yeah. really big on nuclear energy? Uh, I believe so. They're too busy with Ukraine to really... Yeah. Ooh, yeah. We're going to stay yeah. out of that. I mean... <laughs> hey, I, I want to talk about that. I I think the... Like the real major holdback factor of viable countrywide nuclear energy is because of fucking Chernobyl. Yeah. Well, because, it's like. I mean, it, it's like, oh, this is 99% safe, but here's this wrong. 1% <laughs> chance, and nobody can live in that area for 3,000 years. Ah. So it, it, it's. It's the scare of yeah, the possible outcome of it. Well, this could happen. Yeah. Well, that's like to draw a line between what we were talking about earlier. Uh, same. They do the same thing with marijuana, right? They're like, oh, if you smoke marijuana, uh, you're gonna be a good for nothing, lazy, you know, stay at home piece of shit. They they yeah. like draw on your on the extreme negatives of it, where like. I'm all for it, man. If it's it, like th we definitely need to get better about dealing with the waste and um but they're they're really good about the safety procedures of it oh, now. Oh yeah. Like and mind just you the, just the fact that the the example you pulled up was Chernobyl. How long ago was that? Like that was a long time ago and that was the uh, like, like most previous one, right? I think it was like the 80s. Yeah, so the, just the fact that we haven't had another yep. another one melt down like that in 20, 30 years, wait, no, 40 years at this point, is, I think it's a good, it's a good thing. <laughs> well, yeah, because, I mean, of course, Chernobyl's the most famous one, and it did cause the most damage out of a, a nuclear reactor meltdown. Because, like I said that land is unlivable for about 3,000 years. Which means that's a chunk out of the world that nobody will live in for centuries. I mean, are you sure? I swear, not to like undermine you, but I swear I, I, I saw a report or something about them being like, oh yeah, no, Chernobyl's pretty good, pretty good at the moment. Yeah, as far as it's uh, radioactivity or, you know, radioactiveness. I mean, I could just uh, be pulling that out of my ass, but... 
I don't know if you can live there. Yeah, probably but not. But I think you can visit. Uh, I know you can visit. I think there are people who live there, though. I swear I saw a, some, a video or something about people who actually live there. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not 100% about that. I think the biggest problem with nuclear energy is waste disposal or so, waste containment yeah, and storage. Yeah, absolutely. The exclusion zone of, the, of Chernobyl is a thousand square miles where... Radioactive contamination is highest, and public access and inhabitation are restricted. Hmm. Okay. So that means yeah, we can a thousand square miles of the Earth just that is just closed off. Yeah, but it's in the middle of Russia. No one goes there, anyways. <laughs> it's only because the Russian government says so, and you know. I mean, maybe, you, but but let let. Do what you tell me. I mean. You're, you're making a valid point, right? Like, when it goes wrong, it goes wrong. Like, it goes real well, wrong. And, and I'm, I'm arguing that that's why it hasn't been more widely accepted. Yeah, there's, because, there's yes, a stigma. We do, have, and a... we do have nuclear reactors in the U.S. that are still running. Hell yeah. But the reason that there's not more of them is because of that. It's because... It'll come to city council or whatever. They're like, hey, we want to build a nuclear reactor here. And all their councilmen are like, but what if it happens like Chernobyl? All of us will be dead. We won't be able to live here. We'll have to move. <laughs> so it's it's still just a fear thing. Of, yeah. Oh, well, it can blow up. And it, we've we've seen one in recent memory. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, if you're fucking 85, yeah. Like all other politicians, yeah. It's recent memory because... <laughs> like, when I was a young boy, them, <laughs> them, them Russians were getting exploded by them yeah. atoms. But like a, uh, it's, it's one of those... It's something that's taught in school. Chernobyl was taught in school. Yeah, It's something that... They, I mean, they've got a, apparently a pretty good documentary series or I still haven't series. watched I don't it. Know. I really should. I haven't but... either. But it stays in the front of people's minds of well, this could happen, so fuck that. We're not going to build one here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but that see this is where uh technological advancement is extremely important because if we can find a way to you know, not have things explode into giant fireballs of death that consume all living matter, um, then we can have a limited power. Well, yeah. I mean, of course, but you gotta get over that. What do you do with unlimited power, though? Uh, get rid of gas. Ooh, you know what? There's a... There's some country that just uh, started universal uh, basic income or whatever it is. Let me see if I can find out which one it is. Oh, like, uh, like no matter what you make, you're making at least this. Yeah, something. Like one that. of them, like Netherland kind of countries. Some people Netherland? have their shit together. <laughs> I said that weird, and it made me self-conscious about know, the way right? I said it. So I said it to myself like four times, Netherland? like. Netherland? Well, isn't Netherlands? there isn't there Netherland and Netherland? 
Like with a D? Uh, surely. Is that a thing? I, I so this is going to be kind of racist. It, but... it, was, it was mostly just the way I said land. Because yeah. I never say Netherland. I say Netherland. Netherland, yeah. <laughs> it but all kind of just cursives. Well, Nick's looking that up. I saw some, like, some, like, message in some other language but it, it was basically just english but with like some random letters thrown in in here here and there like like an like extra z's and y's but you could just read it like i was just reading it like english and i was like oh man this person's really bad at typing and then someone was like oh no that's that's a this whole other language i was like oh well i feel bad i think i'm figuring it out wales yeah, I think so. I think it's Wales. So that was... adult. Uh, yeah, it says Wales has become the latest country to explore the idea of universal basic income, which gives every adult a fixed amount of money regardless of their employment status. So I guess even if you don't have a job, you still get paid a set amount of money, which is something that I'm very interested in because if we can get to a level of automation to where every everything is automated for us, mm-hmm. then tech, I mean, theoretically, we wouldn't have to have a job. Yeah, yeah, uh, but uh, I also think that with automation comes more jobs because, you know, somebody still has to maintain all of these things. Yeah, but you would have other automation to maintain the automation, right? Yeah, but then who like maintains if, the automation of the automation? I work in IT. It's called redundancy, <laughs> okay? So you have redundant <laughs> automation so that if the current working automation fails, you have a backup automation that then takes over until that second automation, or that the original automation, is repaired by automated robots. And if those automated robots fail, there's another set of automated robots. <laughs> I mean, in theory, eventually we may get to that level of automation and yeah. AI to where everything will be... I mean, because there was a car that came out that had, like, self-healing capabilities, essentially, to where, like, if it got scratched, it would self-heal. Hmm. Interesting. So there could be that, and the, I can't remember. That was definitely a thing I saw where a car had self-healing paint because it had, like, nanites or something in it or, or some kind of weird technology. Yeah. It would basically, like, auto-refill itself or smooth itself back out, which is really interesting. Yep. I would love to have that. Yes, same. Because you know, saying technological, uh, <laughs> if you say technological advancements, technological one more time, advancements, and kicking you right I just in the like, left I just like bone. saying it now. Uh, <laughs> point though, but I don't know because well, so I uh, then you kind of start getting into the the Star Trek dis- I mean utopian future where you don't have to pay for anything. Everything's just kind of done for you. Everyone just has access to a little box that'll make you a steak, whatever you want it. And that, I mean, you know, true utopia right there, which will never it happen. All but... wraps back around to Wally. <laughs> <laughs> Man, the <Facts>. days. <clears throat> Golly, I just choked on my spit a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> you got me excited talking about Wally. Technological. Why don't I just have a freaking catheter? Is not the right word. What's the one that just pumps food into your stomach? Well, is that a catheter? A feeding tube? No. 
It's just yeah, called I think feeding that's what it is. I feel like there's another word for it, but yeah, why don't, I mean, why can't, why don't a we all name. just have little feeding tubes that just pump all the nutrients we ever want into our stomachs so we don't ever have to eat again? That's because all I want in people life. people enjoy the experience of food? So basically what you're saying is we need to get rid of human uh, enjoyment altogether and then we can live in a perfect world. Yes. Uh, essentially, yeah. if everybody thought Not logically and acted logically, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you're not wrong. Because, because then essentially we're just a fucking hive mind that doesn't have our own fucking wants and needs. Yeah. Isn't that what we already are? Kind of. <laughs> <laughs> well, so... Uh, go ahead. Uh, well, I'm just gonna throw a hypothetical at y'all. It. I'm ready for it. Would uh, being a is being a hive mind where you all everybody works together with selfless abandon to make a completely perfect world, but nobody enjoys it. Like nobody has fun. Nobody loves. Nobody lives life. Is that better than what we're doing now? It depends. Where everybody's I mean, just kind of out for themselves, for the most part. Not in not theory. 100%. I mean, yeah. I mean, I, it's kind of one of those things for the individual. No, but for the greater, for the like betterment of everyone. Yes. Well, see, that's what I'm kind of. That's what. That's what I'm asking though. Is the individual, the individual's enjoyment, more important than the civilization's advancement? Uh, to a degree, I think. I think I would think to a degree, right? Because if you're just wasting time and not contributing at all, then you know that's obviously a problem. But if all your life is is just you know working and not actually enjoying your life, what's the point? Yeah. You know. So, so, so there needs to be like a good balance in there somewhere. Yeah, I, where, I think so. Where you work two hours a day and then play video games the rest. <laughs> well, it's like a lot of places are moving to um, four uh, uh, four day work weeks instead yeah. of five. Which would and be ten so hour good. days. Oh yeah, I would be great. My, work my whole argument. Uh, yeah, my whole argument. I had it with my dad one time. I was like. Man, I wish I had more days off every week. And he's like, "Well, you need you have two. And I was like, "Yeah, but Friday night is just me being a lazy piece of shit because I'm recovering from like you know work. Saturday is me doing absolutely nothing so that I can you know justify my weekend. And then Sunday is me mentally preparing myself for the work week. So if I had like another day in the middle, I feel like I would get stuff done, right? Like, I have Saturday to be a lazy piece of shit, and then Sunday to get things done, and then Monday to wallow in my existential dread about the work week. (laughs) (laughs) And see, this is where it comes down to, is the individual's enjoyment, uh, you know, more important than the betterment of all of society. And I think, philosophically, every person just wants to enjoy their life, right? Yeah, yeah. And if and and if not motivated to do so, they will not better society. You have to have a certain motivation to actually work towards a better future. Yeah. But Which so then, not where? I mean, human physiology it just won't allow that. 
being conscious beings isn't going to allow that. Unless we're all... Unless we all get them them musk nets in our brain (laughs) and they reprogram our brain to only think about the general collective, it will not happen. Yeah. I think it's... uh, I I think a lot of it comes down to the um, school, like public school system too, because... And just human nature in general, because we seek instant gratification, whereas that's not exactly the best thing for dopamine production. Um, Because, right, you don't want to have to work for something, right? Like, you want to do the least amount of work possible to get the most amount of return. So, as soon as there's no, you know, need for, I guess, or no, nothing, like, motivating you, for that later gratification, right? Because, I mean, if it's easier to just sit down and do nothing and you still get gratified by it, I mean, you're going to do that yeah. in- instinctually. Like, you're going to go for the easiest option because you want to do the least amount of work for the most amount of pleasure. Oh, yeah. Or, or for just whatever. Even though I think it's because we're not really aware of what that later gratification might be or if it's worth it. So, yeah, once you get a taste for it, though, I mean, you people can become addicted to uh, work in a way, right? Because they feel like they're doing something more, even though they're really not bettering their own life. They're just yeah. like a lot of people I know are workaholics and they'll just work and work and work and work and work because they feel like that's what they have to do. <clears throat> well, and there's also there there is just a. Of a sense of really like gratification is the best way to put it. Of after a you know twelve hour day of work, you just come home, take a shower, and just lay down and go. Ah, oh, that uh, I'm so tired, but I feel great because I got so much accomplished today. And then you go to bed. Like there's something about that that's just way more gratifying than just being a lazy piece of shit. But isn't like the the goal of us always to be uh like as making it as easy as possible on the next generation as we can, right? Like isn't that that kind of like the idea of we want them to have an easy life so that, you know, they don't have to do all the work that we did. So shouldn't it evolve at some point to just everybody being in Wally and <laughs> being in little chairs and I mean, yeah, that's that's always the goal of parenthood is to go through it so your kids don't. But it's always going to be that. It's never not going to be that. Unless it's a 100% non-independent utopia. Because then it's just... Well, so, so then what's the point? If everybody doesn't have their own wants, all of their needs are provided, what's the point on continuing? Well, at that point, it becomes like exploration and really finding your true self and just enjoying life. Yeah. Right? Because there's a lot of things you can do. Now, <clears throat> I get what you mean, though. 
in a different aspect, right? Because if you if if we live in a society, people in that society theoretically, if we're that advanced, people would live a lot longer because the um, fatality rate has gone up and up and or, uh, down or, or whatever it is. The a- the average age that people live to is continuously going up. Yeah. And so at that point, whenever everything is automated and you can basically do whatever you want without having to worry about working or doing anything, life would get kind of boring, right? Mm-hmm. And that's why life is enjoyable, is because you have the sucky times, which then make the good times even better, because you know what it's like for life to suck. So whenever life doesn't suck at all, it's all boring. But see, I think that mindset is kind of kind of stuck in our current technological advanced state. Um, <laughs> we're like, Jeremy, once we please go fuck yourself I, really hard keep saying it, <laughs> but like, like, yeah, right now. Cause even, even I, a person who loves being alone, I cherish every moment I have alone. Once it gets like, and I don't want to say it. I don't want to say a number because I feel like it's going to be too much. I was going to say like four weeks. Once it's four weeks of me not having interact interacted with anybody, I start like craving that social interaction, right? Like I, I want to do something. Like I want to go out and get something done. But I feel like once we advance to the lo- it, we technologically advance to the place where, um humans do have the ability to everybody just lay around and not do anything we will come up with something else to give us that it that sense of like accomplishment yeah true i mean like because then people could start doing art more and uh actually like being creative like because in a in a if you look at current society we're moving in that direction anyways i mean people who are in the entertainment industry usually make the most money out of anybody as a as like having a regular job if you you know putting regular in air quotes mm-hmm. so i feel like we're kind of moving that direction i mean art is super expensive oh yeah people in movies and tv make tons of money for you know not really contributing anything all of the the most expensive things and people who get paid the most really aren't big contributions to society. Uh, I I would say that they are still contributing though in a big. They way. are, but not not in a not in a way of like we need them to survive. No, like in we a, could, it, we could lose all sources of entertainment, art, and everything like that, and still survive as, as a society. They but don't yeah. just contribute really, to the really technological advancement. I say they do, though, Brandon, because part of technological advancement is getting creative with it, learning, like, looking at things from different directions, where a lot of, like, actors and creative types do that. They like to pick a situation out and be like, how can we go about this a different way, hmm. which is a different form of technological advancement. In uh, theory, though, mental health would be a whole different story right because if you're if you don't have the stress of worrying about paying for food and necessities if you don't have that stress wouldn't you mentally be in a better place oh absolutely yeah in theory i i mean i'm just 100 percent. if i like the majority of my stress comes from having like bills to pay and responsibilities of things i have to get done whereas like if i 
like so you always like hear it from older people like my grandpa for example for example he's been of the age to retire and he could have retired for like 15 years now and he retired for a couple months and then went i'm bored i'm gonna go work again just because he wanted to so like I feel like even once we get to the point where humans don't have to do things, we get to a stage where we start advancing even faster. Possibly. That's that's totally possible, in my opinion, because then our attention would be focused solely on it could go. It could go two different ways. I think we could either become a more selfless society where all we want to do is better each other's lives and really just enjoy human interaction, you know, really enjoy each other, essentially enjoy life. Or we could become completely selfish, not want to help anybody and just focus on ourselves. And yeah, you know, I feel like y'all are arguing that in a society where everything's provided, Mm -hmm we'll be able to focus on advancing. In a way, yeah. I think think, uh, more on a philosophical sense, yes. But but. if we're already advanced enough to be at a level of everything is sufficient, everybody's everything is provided for, where's the motivation to advance? Where does that motivation come from? Well, see, I think the motivation comes from, like, saying that everything is provided doesn't really mean that everything is provided. Like, you can have all your food, all your physical activities, entertainment, um, you know, your sense of gratification. You can have all this, you can have all of this provided to you in some way or the other, but there are still people that aren't okay with not advancing which sounds and and so and so who are the people today advancing it's the people who aren't okay with not advancing i think exactly if you okay so to to talk on that what brandon's saying where's the motivation look at back in uh <clears throat> the westward expansion um what's it called uh manifest destiny stuff like that you know we had just finished the revolutionary war against britain and everything and we were expanding westward and it was getting into the cowboy days they had that motivation to expand for land and and just a better life for them or, you know to create their own thing i think if if you were born back then if you're a person back then living in that society thinking about today's society you would also ask the same kinds of questions where's the motivation if you can just work a job and you know a regular nine-to-five job make your money where's the where's that motivation to progress people and naturally crave more constantly yeah, I mean, you have people who get addicted to food. You have people who are just insane bodybuilders. I mean, people want for perfection, absolute perfection or more, right? I mean, 
there's absolutely no reason for us to ever like need to travel to space to space and become a multiplanetary species. Will that happen in the future? I believe, yeah, yeah, because people get bored. We get bored, and so we find ways to entertain ourselves or give ourselves purpose. I think no matter what, no matter what kind of society we live in, human beings will always crave more and always want more. Yeah, no, I think you hit it hit it right on the head. Because people are just greedy. I mean, naturally. Yeah. We not in a you know sometimes not in a bad way. You know we we. It's well, greedy isn't the right word, I guess. I, I think it is, but I think it can, as long as you're greedy for like more. the right things, yeah. Like you just you want people just crave more. We want we always want more. Yeah, which I it's kind of a like the optimistic way of looking at it, I suppose. But I I do think that like in our mindset now, you know, we have the big the big things of. You need more money, you need housing, you need food, medical care, all this stuff. That's the things we're like, oh, if these were provided, we could do whatever we wanted. Whereas, like Nick was saying, back in like the medieval ages, they were like, oh, I just don't want to get stabbed with a sword. If we had that, we would have everything we wanted. And so, like, it's just, right, a, like before just a matter were, of perspective. Well, before there was the combustion engine and cars and such, I mean, nobody even cared. Nobody, nobody... They always want. Everybody wanted the fastest horse, and now we've transitioned to cars, and now we're going to go electric. So everybody's going to want the fastest electric car, the nicest electric car. We always are sitting there craving more. Then we're going to go from electric cars to hover cars, and then from hover cars to teleportation. And <laughs> I just think the the um, desire that humans have naturally to be ever expansive. Kind of like in the Warhammer 40k universe. Oh, nice. There's Speaking of which, Warhammer that... 3 came out today, or yesterday. Y'all should buy it and play it with me. I'm down. But there's there's that whole thing with the um, Imperium, where it's just like constantly taking over planets. Like, they're seeking, because their purpose, and what they strive for, is killing all heretics. Yeah. Making everybody a, a, a worshiper of the Emperor. The God Emperor of Mankind. That's what, that's, if, if, in their minds, if everybody did that, you know, followed their rules and their laws, that's that's what they crave. That's what they strive for. So there's always going to be that human nature to strive for something. We will we will manufacture something, which is what we do a lot with wars and such. You know, we manufacture a need to do it. Yeah. And it's definitely kind of a bit of a like an optimistic point of view where like, yeah, we're always going to try harder. But I, I mean, I think just our history as a species has proven that, yeah, we do just keep kind of pushing forward. Like they, they refer to the Renaissance as like a, one of the high points of humanity because people were provided for more or less, at least at those times. Um, and so they just spent their time painting pictures and doing what they thought was fun so that we could keep, advancing forward i think that was the first step in real civilization like the first the real step forward into actual civilizations where things started becoming more urban yeah because if you think about it, back in the back in the medieval days people there were kingdoms so which I love the the phrase that kingdoms were run by kings and emperors were run by kings and now we have countries yeah. Which, 
if you're completely oblivious, <laughs> are run by cunts. So. <laughs> if you're completely oblivious. <laughs> well, so uh, Jeremy's looking at it from the optimistic view. I guess I'm looking at it a bit of a pessimistic view because I'm also viewing it under the general population mm. because it's not the general population that designs fucking rockets that make it to the moon. Facts. That's a sliver of a fraction of a percent of the general population. It's not the general population that discovers the next big theory in black hole physics. It's a sliver of a fraction of a sliver of a percent of the population. Yeah, it's like so saying that as a humanity, yes, we've advanced because we've had excellent individuals. General well, population doesn't. Well, but that I doesn't. I, they don't. I think your argument there is proving our argument exactly, though, is that even if there's only ten people that want to advance, they will make the advance happen. I get what Brandon's saying. I get it. Um, right, you're saying, like Elon Musk, he's really the pioneer for us becoming a multiplanetary species, and he's really the one driving technological advancements the most as far as, like, out there kind of shit. You know, like the brain chip and SpaceX and Tesla. Like, he, yeah. he himself has pushed a lot of that, but he wouldn't be able to do any of that without the general populace. So it's more of a, a joint effort, right? Yeah. I think, though, you have a point where, if you look at it pessim pessimistically, it could get to the point to where shit becomes, like, tyrannical. Yeah, right? because, like I have... mean... Go ahead. It, it would end up being just the general population is fucking useless. Because we have automated manufacturing, automated this, automated that. So people are just not going to have stuff to fill their time. So they're going to end up not enjoying it. Like, yeah, we sit at home every day, but what do I have to do at home? I've done everything. Mm. Or, like, yeah, you say they could fill their time with art and science but where's their motivation for doing that well Wherein their motivation is that they want society, something to do well yeah but it's it's also there's no like what is the monetary value in that what is the value other than oh i'm doing something well see i i think that's that's kind of the point i'm trying to make very poorly is that once we hit this point, we will be past our current conceptions of money. Like, it, it, we won't be thinking about it like, oh, I gotta, I want to do this so I'll get paid. It'll be more of, I want to do this so that I'm doing this. Also your own self-gratification. Yeah. Kind of whatever gets you hard, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Whatever I mean, tickles kind of, your pickle, you'll. I mean, you'll kind of, you'll, though, you'll, like it, it, it. I I feel like I know I'm not making sense, but it's it's not a. 
it's not people will just advance because you know they're like oh i need to advance the human race they're they'll advance because they're like and i'm bored as fuck i've watched you know office 3.0 12 billion times um <laughs> and you know michael scott can only say so many off the wall shits before i just lose <laughs> my mind and they're like well what am i gonna do today and they're like you know i, I kind of want to draw I'm just going to draw some stuff. And then they just start drawing stuff. Yeah, true. I mean, fair enough, but I, I don't know. I, I... Y'all's arguments make sense, but something deep down in me just disagrees with them fundamentally. <laughs> it just... I, I don't know what it is. Just, they don't... It doesn't seem satisfying to me. You know what I think? What what I think is like more of a possibility than the the future being fully autonomous. <laughs> I think it's gonna be there's gonna be a fall. I feel like there's gonna be at some point something's gonna happen to where it's just the 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 fall of humanity. Not necessarily the extinction extinction, but the fall, or we'll be set back. Like the Dark Ages. Like it'll, it'll be another it'll, dark ages. I think it'll hit a point to where something or some like we're getting more and more powerful. It's been a long time since there's been any kind of cataclysmic event. I think there'll be something that'll happen. Something because uh, in history, if you look back, empires and really big uh, like utopias don't last. Yeah, they just never do. And I think there's something with that that Brandon makes a good point. Fundamentally, I th I think he's right, and I I, I don't think it, it, any of that'll happen. And if it does, I don't think it'll last very long. Yeah. I mean, it, it's definitely I, like. I, but that that's kind of, in my mind, that's it. It definitely will probably collapse a bunch of times, but that's kind of like the, a small section of it right like human civilization at this point has already risen and collapsed dozens of times and we're still further along than we've ever been true true yeah that's a good point actually i mean it'll kind of be like a uh the fall and then the, the we'll come back stronger kind of deal yeah the, the the idea that you know easy time or hard times make hard men hard men make easy times easy, easy times make soft men soft men make hard times you know it, yeah, cycle. it's all a cycle of it yeah but then every time we come out of the cycle we're one step ahead it's kind of like this game i'm playing at the moment called death loop which is a roguelite you go through this loop Jeremy. and every time you complete the loop you're slightly better equipped to handle the loop so then you get through it faster and quicker and then eventually you've gone through the entire loop without dying and murdering all the visionaries and you have all the slabs and all the upgrades and you're just zipping around space and time doing whatever you wanted. Return the slab. <laughs> it all comes no back to video kids. games. I'm getting to that point where I feel like I'm too old. Most of the kids won't, won't recognize that reference. <laughs> Fucking Courage the Cowardly Dog, dude. That was my shit. That show always freaked that me out. That was the weirdest fucking episode. Return the fucking slab. Yep. 
That 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 actually used to scare me, dude. That's that's one thing we should talk about is like how old TV shows were like would have like the creepiest and scariest fucking episodes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like Curse the Cowardly Dog, I used to love, but dude, some of the episodes in that shit would fuck me Fucked up. up. Go yeah. ahead, Brandon. Whatever you were trying to say. This is, now. this is turned into South Park, and it's yeah. <laughs> I was just going to go back earlier and say, I don't think humanity will ever be utopic. So they will never be a utopia oh, yeah. of human civilization. I think it's more likely to become a dystopia. I don't yeah. know what the difference is, but uh, a utopia is a perfect world. Yeah. A dystopia is like a, a complete chaos hell world. Yeah, it's kind of oh, like, fair enough. well, I feel like in my mind, a dystopia is more so something that's like a world where everybody's a slave, like not without knowing it. And there's no way out, right? Like, you have to participate in the it's kind of like what we have now with uh, people saying we're wage slaves. Except, I mean, you can. I mean, there's plenty of ways to make money except for working a nine to five. Yeah, prostitution. What? Hell yeah, dude. <laughs> sell my, sell my body. I'll just, I'll just start uh, selling pictures of my butthole online. I'd buy them. Of course you would. You're lonely. Just a supportive friend. All right. Hell yeah, dude. Jeremy wants to see my balloon knot. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. I, regret I love I calling regret it. That's my favorite word, like uh, or synonym for butthole is balloon nut. Uh, Jeremy, Jeremy, yes. you want to uh, glaze Nick's chocolate donut, don't oh, you? You know it. <laughs> <laughs> for only Hell a yeah. small fee. <laughs> From philosophy to balloon nuts, bro. Krispy <laughs> Kreme like that. Krispy so Kreme glazes their donuts before they put chocolate on top. Not Jeremy. Puts that chocolate <laughs> on top. Then glazes it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I the weirdest, the weirdest tech, text message I've ever sent. It was oh, in a yeah? group chat, and nobody responded to it. So they were there was a picture sent, and it's of this girl putting like vegetable oil in her car as as regular oil. Oh, and nice. My buddy said she's good to go, and, and another buddy responded, "I prefer olive oil in my car, thanks." And then another one, another buddy. This is so it's a people of. Four-man group chat, me and three other guys. And then another one of them says, nah, bro, you need the extra, vir- extra, extra virgin olive oil. And one of them says, Picasso with a little Italian hand. And I come in, my fucking dickhead ass. I say, I just come in all my vehicles daily. Give them that super virgin slick. Oh, gross. And no one responded. Gross. Everybody's like, like, oh, that's too much. Yeah, I feel like all of them just saw that and was like, you know what? That's where I say yeah. <laughs> just, just a big old yik to that. Oh, that's just hey, one of those where I'm like, how do I respond to this? That's me. Like, I feel like I say the off the wall shit that people are just like, I don't, I don't know how to deal with you right now. <laughs> but you, you just saying somebody pouring olive oil or oil into their car, bring it back to fucking old diesels. Them oh, motherfuckers would burn anything. <laughs> Dude, facts like the 6-2 Detroit that is in that 91. Dude, you can uh-huh. straight up take the oil you drained out of it and pour uh-huh. it in the gas tank. Yeah. Oh, no, that bacon and... grease you just cooked with this morning? Pour yeah. that in there. 
Oh, dude, ATF, fucking whatever oil, whatever, fuck whatever you, put you in want. There, it'll fucking burn it. It's insane. Now new diesels will just pop. Like, oh, what's this? Not diesel? Uh. <laughs> They're so. That's that's another thing I don't like about new vehicles. They're so damn picky. Nick, have you seen the video of the dude that put diesel in his DEF tank? No. How did that turn out? <laughs> it shot flames like seven feet out of the fucking exhaust pipe. Dude, that sounds dope. You'd you, you'd watch right? me fucking watch me buy a new diesel, like a newer uh, Duramax. Absolutely fucking wreck it. Oh yeah, I just be like, all right, well, just because it's cool. That would be yeah. kind of sick, though. It's like uh, they used to do the old school uh, trick where they would put an injector or a spark a spark plug and an injector in their exhaust. Yeah, that 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 to me is. Oh, I mean, like that's that's exactly what you're doing because fucking the def system injects the def into the fucking DPF DPF, and it's saying DPF filter is kind of like saying rip in peace. It's like saying ATM machine, (laughs) or like a Nick card. So the their network interface card cards. Card, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I hate it whenever people say Nick so card. Say, I'm like, just say Nick. So saying DPF filter is just saying diesel particulate filter filter. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I realized as soon as I said it, you're what? gonna fucking say something. I knew it too. I had to. It's I like I felt you sitting there quivering too. You're like, oh, 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 oh my hand started shaking. I was like, it's coming. It's <laughs> <laughs> like saying ramen noodles. You're just saying noodle noodles. <laughs> Wait, is ramen noodles in Spain? Like, uh, I was about to say Spanish. It's Spanish. Ramen is yeah, noodles, in Japanese. Yeah, yeah it is. Good old Japs. So you're just saying noodle noodles. But, anyways, it just, it's an injector that goes, it, it sprays in the front of the fucking DPF and it fucking closes it down, makes it super hot to where shit burns out. So if you put diesel in that tank, you're just injecting diesel into a system that's already hot as shit, and so it just catches on fire. I really hope at some point we get popular enough to where we can get, like, really smart people on here, so I can ask them. (laughs) So I can, like, get people who are, like, from the EPA, which, I'm gonna say it right now, the EPA can go suck a big bag of dicks for what they're trying to do to the racing community right now. Wait, what? what? Well, hold on, I, I, I need to hear more about this. What? What? Uh, oh, dude, you don't know? You don't know about that? So the EPA is trying to uh, enact something, I forget what it's called. Uh, there's there's a whole thing fighting it, which is I think is called the RPM Act. Um, the EPA is trying to make it to where you can't modify a factory vehicle in any way. So you can't, like, take... Uh, old or even like in any any production vehicle any no they're basically trying to make it to where no production vehicle can be modified for race application so you would have to take and custom make entire chassis for like drag racing or drifting or rally racing so all of these massive markets that are currently like being fed by the car community and racing community would die but don't they already pretty much custom build most of their race cars? No. Like, Rally uses uh, production chassis, Drifting uses production chassis, Drag Racing on, like, the the non, 
uh, like NHRA, non, like non -top fuel very like top fuel like stuff. Mm -hmm. They they all use production chassis and cars. They they'll do like tube front ends and tube rear ends, and some people do full tube chassis. But that's whenever you start getting into like pro mods and like stuff like that. Um, GT racing, so like all the GT like cup cars and stuff. I mean, like all of these mass racing industries that, and even just aftermarket shit for street cars would all be gone. That, yeah. That's a huge. Uh, that's a huge point of employment. It's a huge money maker because car parts are not cheap, especially performance ones. <laughs> yeah. Uh, eh. I I I don't know why they're doing that. And it, honestly, at first sound emissions it sound very. It's, it's for it's because of like uh people modifying their cars for like. Yeah, it's give basically them the max power and less. Efficiency? I don't know. <laughs> it's essentially government uh -uh. trying to play daddy. Oh yeah, yeah, but that's no, so the whole point of government. It's just a power move. Jeremy says shit about efficiency. I put. I didn't do a whole whole lot to my pickup. I put a couple of power adders on there. When I first got my pickup, it got ten miles to the gallon. I did some shit to it. I didn't spend, I probably spent, what, maybe $1,000 on it. And I got 12 and a half miles to the gallon. So, modding cars isn't all about make the most power, go the fastest, shit like that. Yeah. Part of modding cars, especially like people who drive pickups, yeah, they would rather have more gas mileage. What? So they can add a tuner that tunes the ECM of the tr of the truck to burn a little bit different, do a couple different things, and get a few more miles to the gallon. You're yeah, adding cool. power at the same time, but that's to make up for, oh, well, the weight of this truck should be driven by this amount of power. And so when you get to that amount of power, it becomes more efficient yep. because your engine's working less to do the same amount of work. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I I am all I'm 100% for if you buy something, it is yours and you should be able to modify it any way you want. Uh and see, that's I agree, right? Cuz if even if you made it to where you couldn't like it made them not street legal, I I'm I'm okay with that. But they're trying to take and make it to where you cannot modify any production car into a race car. So like all of those industries would die. Like there would be no longer any any world rally cross. There wouldn't be drifting. There wouldn't be drag racing. There wouldn't be GT. There wouldn't mm. be all of these things because people can't afford to. Feasibly, it doesn't make any sense to build custom chassis for these kind of things. It would only be the pro competition teams that would be in it. It would completely would... nullify it for a hobbyist. It would yeah. completely nullify it for the general population. Yeah, like so, there'd be no more track days, no more like just enjoying your weekend with your car. Like that, that whole hobby would die essentially. So it would end up being, it would end up hurting technological advancement. Brandon, it really would because interpreted my meaning of technology. Even failed <laughs> advancement is advancement. No, but is. Stifling advancement, advancement. 
Yes, because I can, in a I way. can <laughs> oh, absolutely <laughs> fucking being contrarian hey, at this point. You, you can't advance. <laughs> oh, well, I'm advancing. I'm gonna find a way to advance without your advance. <laughs> so, so I will 100% say 99% of the modifications made to cars over the last hundred years have come from the racing industry 100 percent. because the racing industry is the person who goes for the most power goes for the highest efficiency because they want that's how you win so so take nascar for an example just because it's the longest race i know of so they're not trying to make the absolute damn most power no and that's been proven because of restrictor plates yeah, they, they put need to make on the cars. Yeah, they need to make an amount of power that's going to be able to go fast as fuck for the longest amount of time. Because the longer you can go between a pit stop, the faster your race goes because you're stopped less. I think a better so, example for your for what you're trying to say would be like 24, the 24 hours, hours of Le Mans. Le Mans. Yes, yep. I think that's a that's a better example. Yeah, because NASCAR, the the restrictor plates and everything, that was like a safety thing, which only made it more dangerous. But twenty four hours of Le Mans is like pure perfection. Yeah, like if, because like that is the pursuit of making a perfect, reliable, powerful yeah. handling car. But then all of the aerodynamic theories that car companies use, it comes from F one because those motherfuckers know how to do aerodynamics. They really do. God, all damn, of your. Dude. All of your traction control technology that comes from F1, it comes from Rallycross, it comes from trophy trucks, it comes from all of them because they all have data on how this truck or this car or this reacts on this surface, on this surface, on dirt, on pavement, on wet pavement, on concrete. They have all of that. So the racing industry is what pushes car companies forward. Because without racing, it's just going to be some dude sitting in a fucking box saying, scientifically, this shape does the best. It's ugly as fuck, but (laughs) it's the best. I mean, but... Mind you, the Prius exists. And it's a great car, Brandon. Hey, you Go got something against right boxes? Now. Okay. Yeah. Go buy one right now. I, I have. If I could really afford to buy one, I might. <laughs> a Prius is a wedge. It's not a I box. I happen to it's really like it's the Scion XB. Okay. Are you trying oh, to hate oh, on my cracker yes. box? Absolutely. All right. All it's right. almost as bad as a Jeep Renegade. Hey, whoa, whoa, okay, that's taking it a step too far. The Jeep Renegade is an absolute pile of shit. I mean, them Kia Souls had pretty cool commercials. Kia Souls are actually reliable to, like, to an extent. They're not quite as reliable as the Scion XB, but, But anyways, Jeep Renegades are turds, and so so is any Fiat. Calling it back a little bit. Jeep Renegades have CVTs. And they suck, and their motors oh, suck. so bad. Oh my god. I, so dude, bad. every... Oh, dude. I, 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 mm. So, <laughs> the Renegade 
All the Renegade is is a fucking Fiat 500 with a Jeep badge and, nope. diff- and a Jeep body. They are garbage because Fiat 500s are garbage. Absolute yeah. trash cars. Like the oh, motors yeah. suck, the transmissions suck, the chassis suck. They're just I don't. There's what is with people buying turds? <laughs> like, dude, this this grinds my gears and it it pisses me off so bad because my coworkers who are all it nerds there's very few car guys in there but all of them are like you're you're always so like you you hate every car you just hate every car i'm like no i only like very few cars because the vast majority of cars from the early 2000s till now suck they the vast majority of them suck fucking they're just terrible they're so unreliable just on a purely reliability standpoint, they are so bad. Especially the domestics. Oh my god! Like most, like the new Bronco, they've been blowing up left and right. The new, G- the new Chevy and GMC trucks, they've been losing lifters and blowing transmissions up. Mopar. I mean, they're just doing Mopar things. You know, we're, we're gonna, we're gonna wear, we're gonna wear our, we're gonna wear our cam lobes flat. And our and our lifters are just gonna the little needle bearings are just gonna seize. You know it's gonna happen. You just it, win. Dim boys just be slapping fucking Hellcat motors and everything. Oh yeah, dude, just wearing out those uh, uh, cam bearings. Just just hey, let's. It's got wheels. It gets a supercharger. <laughs> and now they folded. Now they're now they're gonna go electric. Yep. And yeah, it's it's yeah. It's they've shame. already announced the replacement Can for I, the Hemi. I want to continue my gripe just because I have to get it out of me. GM is the worst out of all of them. I was waiting for a. I was waiting for a. Why? No, I don't want to go any further into this, Tom. <laughs> but hear me out. I believe out of all three of the big, big three of the domestics, GM is the worst. And I, being a GM fanboy, Feel like I'm 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 you know justified in saying so because you know I'm re- I'm I'm revealing my bias. If I was going to own anything, it would be a Chevy or a GMC. But current GM General Motors is the worst because their trucks look like shit. The new Chevys look like shit. The new Blazer is a fucking joke. <laughs> I mean, they literally have nothing but crossovers and terrible cars. You can't buy a new GM vehicle that's worth a fuck nowadays. You really can't. At least with Ford, you can go uh, buy like an F-150 with a V8 in it that is reliable at least. And I Mopar, know. I mean, My... I, I will say, I would say I'm willing to put it down that I believe that Ford and Mopar are more reliable than any GM. From the factory. From the factory. Now, if you buy a new Chevy and you, you know, you, you get one of the more heavy duty ones with a, and and if you get an LS, you really need to do a, a the cylinder deactivation delete. Really need to do that. It's really not hard and it's not that expensive. It's literally just a valley cover and some lifters. It's you know, it's not that big a deal. But hey, in my opinion. hey, hmm, what? Chevy sticks to their guns on their fucking commercial van line. The Chevy Express has been the same since 2003. 
Exactly. It's the been the same. The work... Just bad technological advancement. The work van <laughs> I drive is the same van from 20 years ago. <laughs> I gotta say, though, but GM has... in the off-road world is lacking so bad. What is this? What is this new Hummer? Uh, mm. It's a new Hummer? Mm. Oh, the new electric like... Hummer? It, the it, new... It, it, it... The new $100,000 electric fucking Hummer? The that's their off-road option? Oh, yeah. You know, Mopar, they've got Jeep, which is, like, an affordable option. You know, you can get the base model, so you can affordably get into the off-road world. Then here comes Ford. Oh, we're bringing back the Bronco. Hooray. He's sick. This is what everybody wanted. GM? Ah, yeah, we're going to turn the Blazer into a crossover. Yeah, people will love that. <laughs> we're going to oh, yeah. turn the Blazer into a Traverse Sport. We'll sell so many. I I rarely see blazers. The new blazer. I rarely see them. And when I see them, it's some white woman or white guy or OJ, like a what? white dad <laughs> or OJ. Wait, no, he was the Bronco, right? Was he a Bronco? Yeah, it was or a Bronco. Was a Bronco. OJ had a Bronco. Yeah, it was I, a white Bronco. I, I love that Ford came it. out with a new Bronco like on the same day that that that, that, that all went down. I yeah, love that really that funny. happened. Coincidence or not, I'm so happy that that <laughs> happened. <laughs> Such a great homage to the history of the right. Bronco. Of the only thing the Bronco is known for, which is OJ. <laughs> hey, man. If you're See, known for something. I'm, I'm a fir- like, I get heated with people because arguably the new blazer is a nice vehicle. No, it's I like no. the I like no no mm, you let shut me, your mouth. Let me, <laughs> let me explain. I don't want to. <laughs> Go ahead though. I like the way it looks. I oh, like the way the interior looks. Wait hey, me. Ah, stop. Let me finish. Go ahead. I like the way the interior looks. If it wasn't called a blazer. Hey, all right, well, you know what? I'm glad you made if, me wait till you finished. If it was not called a Blazer, you would say that's a nice car. Yeah, I, would, I say, wouldn't necessarily like. I would probably say that it's not I'm, a bad car, but it's granted, not something it's not that I would something buy. You would buy, but it's kind of like the you, Traverse or like if you any saw of their other crossovers. By, but if you saw it drive by, you'd be like, "Oh, that's a nice car." Yeah, cool. You know. Yeah. Well, see, I would but say because it's called a Blazer. Because a blazer, for me, brings the memory of K5. the 85 K10 blazer that my brother had. Yeah, that we yeah. rebuilt for him. The old square bodies. The old square body. It, because I have that memory, I will never buy one of those bla- one of the new blazers. Because it's not a blazer. That's no, a motherfucking Traverse Sport. Because, yeah, it's sh- got some <laughs> more aggressive body lines, shit like that. But it's not a blazer. I wouldn't buy a new Bronco because that's not a Bronco. The Bronco no, I think of is out, an eighty-three square body. No, as soon as they came out with the new Bronco and it wasn't live axle in the front, I was pissed. I'm <laughs> like, what the fuck, dude? Mm-hmm. Jeep's been doing it for years. Why? Why would you give it IFS? Why is it independent front suspension? Oh well, it makes it for better on-road handling. And I'm like, nobody cares. It's an off-roader. Nobody. Look at how many Jeeps sell every year. Oh, another thing. Just to jump off of the you know, that, the, you know, the the 
talking about those cars specifically. Uh, well, kind of. It's more so getting into the specifics of those one. vehicles. I want to I wanna dig into this real quick, though. What's with everybody buying four-door off-roaders? That's because they... Families. Well, see, this would be my... Art. Yeah, like, y'all are like, it's an off-roader. Why, why the fuck would you give a shit about its road handling? Because it's an off-roader, but they're not selling it to people who off-road. They're selling it to people who want to say, yeah... I got me a cool fucking off-roader, you know, I, I could go mudding if I wanted to, and then have literally you know, never driven off of pavement in their entire lives. <laughs> no, no, they, 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 cop, they hop curbs often, okay? <laughs> oh, yeah. Why do you think oh, you yeah. see so many, like, teenagers drive, teenage girls driving uh, Wranglers, four-door Wranglers? Four-door Wranglers is the teenage white girl's wet dream, dude. Because they swear. want curbs like motherfuckers. I, Sam's, <laughs> no. Sam's sister drives a four-door Wrangler. So I'll, I'll take it. No one. Like, I'll, I'll take my point off of off-road vehicles completely, Jeremy. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'll get Nick's opinion on this because I feel like <laughs> he'll have one. The, what about my opinion? Fuck your opinion. I mean, that's technological advancement. So, well, all right, Brandon. So, if you take an off-road vehicle and you advance it so that it works for something other than off-road, then boom, you now have two different types of vehicles. No, you just have a you just have a pussy wagon. (laughs) Anyways, continue what you're saying. In the firm, Brandon. I'm not going to buy an off-road vehicle. I'm going to have a car I can drive around, and then if I really want to get into it, I'm going to buy a truck I can fucking run off the fucking cliff and not fucking hurt it. It's going to be a separate thing, because I don't want a fucking all-terrain vehicle. I want something that's comfortable on the road, and I want something that's really good off-road. I don't want something kind of shitty both ways. I, I agree with that, because I think Jeep, Wranglers are turds. A Jeep is kind of shitty both ways. Like, they're okay off-road, they're okay on the road. A mm. fucking Bronco, I'm sure, is better on-road than it is off-road. The new Broncos. I know for you. a fact that a new Blazer can't go off-road because it's a fucking car. I'm going to say, though, mm. Wranglers, for all people who love Jeep Wranglers, they're turds, okay? Let's get it out of the way. <laughs> they, are, they are turds. No matter what configuration you get it in, your Rubicon sucks, okay? It's, it's, it, 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 on road, it is garbage. They're garbage vehicles on road, but not even that. Reliability-wise, those 3.6s, the inline-four turbos, the diesels they put in them, the, even the even the 392, they all are turds. They all have some kind of innate vulnerability. Like the 3.6s have a head uh, cylinder head problem where they'll create multiple misfires and you have to either replace the cylinder heads or block or like the whole motor. I'm not sure which exactly it is. The inline four turbos blow up all the time. The transmissions blow up all the time. The, the uh, uh, what is it? Radiators crack all the time on any of them. Wranglers suck. Wranglers are overpriced turds, and I, I don't understand why anybody buys them unless you're just ridiculously well off. Or even and then, then there's build one, build one. Still, like, my fucking Willie's Jeeps, fucking surplus 
from fucking World War Two with their yeah, original dude. motor, yeah. original transmission, original axles, original suspension, original body, original seats that are still driving around today. This is why we hate new cars. This is this is why <laughs> they they just they're so they like they just come with innate flaws. Like the old like like O six and down Wranglers for the most part are great. Like if you can get any of them with a four liter straight six and a manual, you're golden. Like Quiet. you can just bulletproof. Like even like YJs are probably the best because they have leaf springs. You can just uh, beat the absolute living dog shit out of those, and they just don't care. Don't even maintain it. Just you, can, you don't even have to change the oil. Just wait until it starts leaking bad enough to where it's draining as much as you're putting in. Yep. And it changes itself. And you can just continue that cycle, and it won't care. <laughs> because they designed those under a time that followed strictly to the KISS rule. Keep it simple, stupid. <laughs> What's that but off of? I've anyways, heard that recently. <laughs> I don't remember. Anyways... <laughs> Going back to me getting this of uh, out of off-road. We're getting back on the road, boys. Go ahead. So, Nick. Yeah. The new Corvette. The mid-engine Corvette. Yep. Should that car have been called a Corvette? Yeah. You think it should have been called a Corvette? Yeah, and uh, I, hear you, I hear you questioning my reasoning and in, in you asking me that. So... There have been constant allegations, and I mean, since uh, I think I think the C4, I think the C4 was the first like rumored supposed to be mid-engine Corvette. Mm-hmm. So the Corvette has been, um, there's been little conspiracy theories that the cor- the ne- this next Corvette's going to be mid-engine. The C4 is going to be mid-engine. The C5 is going to be mid-engine. The C6 is going to be mid-engine. They're going to make it a true supercar, and. They they haven't and they haven't and they haven't even though all of the people who buy Corvettes want it and I think that's why it should be called a Corvette because I think it's the next step that the consumers want right like the Blazer the new Blazer shouldn't have been called a Blazer because that's not what the consumers wanted I, I in my opinion I think fans of the Blazer didn't want that I think they made the the new Blazer for the average everyday person who has no fucking clue what a K5 or K10 Blazer is you know I I think that's what they did and. The new Cor- the new Corvette, I feel like they purposefully did that because that's what the fans wanted. That's what the people who love Corvettes wanted. And the people who love Corvettes are the people who buy Corvettes because they're expensive. Right? Like Corvettes aren't cheap. Mm-hmm. So you don't have just average everyday Joes buying them. You know, I mean, Jeeps and Broncos and shit like that, everybody was buying them because they weren't that expensive. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that's kind of a problem because you cut you start to I think it wraps back around to whenever we were talking about quality over quantity in uh, one of our previous podcasts where we were talking about it's the consumer's fault. And I, I think that's that's a big deal. But the yeah. Corvette totally – the new Corvette is totally a Corvette in my mind. Okay. So in my mind, it is absolutely, undeniably not a Corvette. Because what has every Corvette up to date been? It has been a front-engine, rear-wheel drive, two-door car. I love Jeremy's little (laughs) car. It's got some tires. It's got some doors. Every single model has been front-engine, big date, long hood, short cab, short trunk. 
Mm-hmm. Fastback style. So sweeping back to the truck. Well, except for like the first, like the C1 and C2. Oh, no, the C1 yeah. mainly. Yeah. But, I think the C2 was the first year they actually went to like the what we know today as the traditional Corvette styling, right? Or was it the C3? Uh, I can't remember if it was the C2 or C3. I can't remember. It's one of those. The C3 is my favorite just but, because it looks like a Batmobile. Yeah. But they've they've always kind of had that swooping look, long mm-hmm. hood, curves. <clears throat> so the See, new one that came out is mm-hmm. arguably not the form of a Corvette. I kind of agree, you know, you put it that way. It so, is not the form of Corvette. But so it should have been given its own namesake. That's what like, I'm thinking. Yes, I understand they want to build off of that Corvette name. The Corvette name's been around since the 60s. Cool. That boy ain't a Corvette. But Brandon, let me ask that you... That car me, is not a Corvette. Let me ask you this. Mm-hmm. If they're just doing the same thing all the time, that's lame. Shouldn't they advance it in like like a, like a technological Jeremy, aspect? I will kill you. <laughs> Jeremy, Jeremy continuing to bring it full circle to technological advancement. I am 100% but not but. talking about technological advancement here. This is styling. I swear to God, Jeremy's going to come through and say, isn't styling <laughs> a part of technological, <laughs> technological advancement? Whoa, 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 Nick. Since you bring it up, you know, <laughs> anything <laughs> can be an advancement, right? <laughs> So, yeah, dude. See, I learned this new way to beat my schmeat, which is a technological <laughs> advancement. Yeah, it's where yeah. I take forty rubber bands and just wrap it around the head until it turns purple. That's probably not healthy. <laughs> you know, as long as you don't leave it on for a while, it's all right. You might just you might need to see a therapist about that one. <laughs> I need to see a therapist about a lot of things. <laughs> don't we all? I feel like everybody should need. I feel like everybody should oh, see man, a therapist. That's... I honestly, I really want to go to therapy, but I don't think I can afford it, so I don't. Better help. Same. I, I kind of wonder, like, I don't. Hey, better help. I want to sponsor us. I've heard some really uh, sidebar. I've heard really bad things about Better Help, and I in that aspect, Better Help don't sponsor us. <laughs> but I want to get back to Nick's opinion on the Corvette. Yeah, yeah, I was, uh, you know, whenever you put it that way, in my opinion, it, it, it's kind of like the Blazer, right? It, it, they came out with that one. <clears throat> Instead of calling it a Blazer, why don't they call it something else? Yeah. Right, because in, in, and I know it comes down to their, these are all committees, and they're all trying yeah. to, they're all trying to impress shareholders. But if you want to really, like, it, it, and this is why I think GM is the worst right now, because they don't actually listen to the consumer. As far as all the man, manufacturers, in my opinion, they listen to the man, to the um, consumer the least. And it really shows in the cars they put out, the new Blazer, the Corvette, which I think the Corvette was, in a way, listening to the consumer, but it kind of put it in this, it put the Corvette in this price bracket that's, a, like a step up from what the Corvette was before. The Corvette was already yeah. expensive, and they did it, the Corvette that is out today in a base model is, in my opinion, reasonably priced. Yeah. But it still does raise that price bracket. Mm-hmm. And so, if you look at Ford and Mopar, Mopar essentially has 
like just been like, oh yeah, all right. You want you want a V8 supercharged in that? Ah, okay, here you go. And people are like, oh, oh, oh okay, all right, cool. Well, okay, you, cool, you want cool, you want fine. that? You want that to make more power? Yeah. Okay, Sick. here you go. Yeah. Ford's been kind of the middle ground, you know. They they came out with a new Bronco, which was a nice little homage and a nice little like you know return to form. They um, did better. Ford uh, it, did better. And they've they've had this the the F one fifty that's just been that's just been pretty much class. I mean, throughout. I mean, I can't, I don't like them personally because God, that four six Triton was just a was it a four six or five four? Any Triton. Four, four? God, Triton suck. The, the 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 two piece spark plug thing. Ford with their spark plugs, man. What is with that? <laughs> yeah, just being <laughs> shitty. The EcoBoost V6s have some weird fucking spark plug design, or, or one of their motors. I don't know. I, I, what the, what is with Ford and these weird spark plug designs? I don't get it. There's nothing wrong with regular spark plugs. <laughs> Why because are you trying to reinvent the wheel? <laughs> Ford is a company that wants to go against. So agriculture right now spark plug grain they're just like oh man spark plugs that's our thing it's it's a whole part of it so uh like american agriculture right now is fighting for right to repair so there's a whole issue going on right now well i'm kind of vague on that so could you elaborate more on the right to repair and what that actually is like means and everything so we might we might need to save this for a for a later topic or a later podcast because we are we've been going a long time. Well past our time at this point. <laughs> what time are we at right now? Uh two and a half. Oh, well, there you oh, go. Shit. Y'all get a little extra this time. <laughs> Basically, so we'll leave for it future off. reference, don't let you guys talk about cars anymore. Oh man, me and Brandon can go <laughs> off. Oh, oh yeah. dude, the current car uh, like it, like world is is very, very heavily opinionated, and you know you'll get people who say yes. cars are better than they've ever been, and I'm like they are, but Jeremy. not for the average Joe. Yes, Brandon. Oh, I was just saying you're the one saying cars are better than they've ever been. Yeah. Uh, I don't want to get into it because we'll. <laughs> We'll argue for another 40 minutes. (laughs) We will give you the final point to cap off this entire two and a half hour episode mostly about car bullshit. No, like the first like 30 minutes. I was going to say, we we went off on like human advancement and and advancement Uh, of like, say like a technological side of it. Um, We went on that on a while. (laughs) Okay, so... We'll give you the final point, and then we'll close down this podcast. All right. Hit me. Jeremy. Yes. Are cars better now than they have? And then, ha- holy shit. Are cars better now than they have ever been? Yes. For On average, okay. I would say yes. Well, okay. with that. I guess it's time to end. <laughs> I humbly disagree with you, yep. Jeremy. On uh, that and if you humbly disagree with me, or if you want to ask us anything or suggest other things you want to hear us babble about for two and a half hours, uh, let us know. We just set up our Twitter account. Nicholas, what's the username? Yeah, I got you. Uh, our username is uh, completely pointless podcast. Completely pointless is all one word with a capital C and a capital P. 
and a capital P on podcast. Our at is at pointless pods, pods being all capital and the P and pointless being capitalized. And if you want to shoot us anything over there, go ahead and we will happily check it out. Yeah, absolutely. See what you want to see what you want to hear us babble and ramble about in our, you know, in our idiocy and ignorance. We would love to get some hate mail from you. Where can they listen to us? You can listen to us on rss.com, spotify.com, or youtube.com, all at completely pointless. Yep, completely pointless. We have our shit together, all right? Don't. Hey, we're working on it. We're working on it. Uh, We just made our first Twitter post uh, right before starting this episode, so we will hopefully uh, be posting on Twitter every time we release a new episode, so if you want to get right to it, you know, you want to know right whenever our episodes come out, which should be uh, weekly-ish, yeah, you know. Usually we, Sundays, so noonish. We try and shoot for Sundays. But, you know, if yeah, we ever so. actually get an actual audience, it will probably become a consistent release date. But for now, just Sundays. <laughs> hey, yeah, so far we we've been just... consistent, so if you want to know exactly when new new episodes come out, check us out on Twitter. Absolutely. All right. And with that, I hope everybody has a great week. We will see y'all next time. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.